What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. It's Ivy League. It's online. It's open to everyone. Penn LPS Online takes the transformative power of an Ivy League education and makes it available to busy adults with big ambition. Take a course, gain a certificate, or earn your bachelor's degree. Take the next step on your journey of professional success. Pursue your Ivy League education from the University of Pennsylvania online. Learn more at upenn.edu slash LPS online. We're live. All right. We are back, folks. Welcome to part two of the uh, Talk to Keiki second annual awards. Oh, so, baby. Yeah. But they have baby. All right. Uh, again, we did a lot for part one, which was just various awards, great stuff. Fucking and now we are ready for part two, our top 25 with our five honorable mentions to wrap up 2022 and we'll move on to 20. Gentlemen, even Starman, you all ready? Just about, fam. All right. What's well, your number five honorable mention, Starman? This is your man, Starman. AKA Yuki from the Ninja Please podcast. Shout out to Eat the Cake. All right, I'm gonna give you guys some cake. My number five honorable mention is Harem in the Labyrinth of Another World. Um, there's a lot of like actual good anime. This one I feel like is pretty much too niche for you know if you it's it's people will scoff at it because it's so edgy, but I mean. I mean, everybody got a guilty pleasure, and this was one of mine. So this is my number five honorable mention. Even Boruto, because Boruto is a continuous series. It never really stops, but Boruto has to get its props. It's had a couple uh, filler arcs that were really well, including the little Squid Games arc that it just finished. Um, I can't give Boruto the love that I want to give it because of it is mid sometimes, um, but it has continued to just be constant which isn't bad in the grand scheme of things so i gave it to boruto in this particular instance just because i just wanted to give it a tiny bit of love in some capacity uh number five for me is mobile suit gundam with mercury uh i got i just a lot of stuff i like better but this was this was still solid stuff we talked about gundam enough on here on the fall awards and during our awards here general it does some great stuff but we didn't do opening shot by the way sorry i mean to do our opening shot Oh yeah, well, uh, yeah. Before we begin, uh, we got a shot. I got my uh, maple decor. Oh Jesus Christ! I just smelled this fucking tequila, and this is a straight, bad... straight from Vermont. This is a bad idea. Good God! And I had to get the big cup too. Oh fuck me in the ass! Oh good God! Cheers. Kampai minasama. Let finish the rest for when we close out. Oh yeah, Gundam, great stuff. But uh, as I said, that could have been better. It's just barely made my all right, what's the fourth one? Starman. All right. Number four honorable mention is going to be Fukomi. Um, more, than, more than a married couple, but not lovers was. Wow. Um, enough, enough boxes, and I appreciate the aesthetic, but overall, um, meh, it's, it just didn't turn out to be what I wanted it to be. All right. Um, even. Over that fucking shot. God damn it. That's why I sound like I can't. <clears throat> Number 29 for me was Gundam Witch, for all the reasons you mentioned, Matt. Um, I enjoy it. Like I said, it's my very first Gundam series. I appreciated it. I, I love the Gundam battles. 
Um, Stiletta, as I mentioned in the last episode, has a, has a little bit left to be desired. But hey, this is only part one of two. So let's see yeah, how. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll get part two in spring. And hopefully it'll make our top 30 then. It may. We'll see. We got a lot to watch in 2023, but I enjoyed yeah. this. All right. Number four, the fourth honorable mention, Comey Can't Communicate Season. Mm. I, I get it's still enjoy, very enjoyable, better than season one. But I get there's other other stuff did it better for me. Uh, still funny. It's still worth watching. It's one of those that you still want to keep watching. I'm already invested in it for I want I want her to succeed. And it maybe maybe next time it'll go up, but it's the only time will tell. Starman. All right. Romantic Killer is going to be my number uh, three. So that's going to be my number three, man. Romantic Killer uh, was, it was a solid romantic offering from Netflix. I feel it was one of the, uh, um, it was a standout rom-com, honestly, in its own right. Um, but yeah, serves honorable mention. Stephen? The 28 for me is Quitting Heroing. Um, very solid series, uh, very uh, different, as we had mentioned in the previous episode, in regards to the whole heroing aspect of, of anime and that isekai genre and another anime I appreciate. And just for the record, um, I still haven't graded Gundam Witch, and Boruto is always going to be a constant 3 out of 5. For me, number 28 through number thir- through number 12 are all now 4-star animes out of 5 uh, for me. So, um you know, this is uh, quite the tough list that we have here, yeah. guys. Yeah. By the way, the, from the honorable mentions to like at least number twenty is just solid four. Do number twenty? You have you gave that many fives? No, it's just four and a half, and then five. Oh well, I'm just doing three, four, five. I get what yeah. you're saying. If we want to yeah. get that technical, we could. I, I, that's what I do, but yeah, that's fair. I just yeah, but yeah, up to up to up to up to twenty is solid four. <laughs> Eleven on or fives for me. But same. Um, who turns it? Yours. Oh, sorry. Uh, Raven of the Inner Palace. <laughs> wow. Hey. I, again, a lot wow. of stuff. A, a lot of stuff was better, but this was still decent stuff. Again, I know you I, watched more than me, but that made my top fifteen. I was about to say, it, no, it is the fact that I watched more than you. That's why. <laughs> I, I, I stuff had to, stuff had to keep getting bumped, as I remembered. Mm. But yeah, again, it was a fun ghost, ghost story. I liked everything. Uh, again, pacing from like the be- the first three or four, ep- four episodes was just okay. That's what kind of bumped it a little bit for me. But the ending of it, I really liked, and I am looking forward to season two. I, for all we know, it, I hope it makes it somewhere on the list. All right, two. I'm not going. <clears throat> As they say, I ain't gonna hold you, Matt. That's my number. T- that's my number twenty-seven, bro. <laughs> Raven of the Inner Palace. That's my uh, fourth honorable mention. Damn, y'all made me feel like I'm a fucking idiot or something for ranking it fucking in the top. Yeah, uh, again, we've watched, we had different varieties. We watched it, a lot of different stuff. I think that's what it, what it really boils down to. Fucking hell. Okay, this that's is gonna all. Be, this is gonna be a wild fucking ride, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna be a wild ride for all of us. Oh good god. All right, number twenty-seven for me is gonna be Executioner. Um, I enjoyed the bloody aspect. I enjoyed Angel's point when he was watching it. And I believe, or was it your point, Matt, in regards to the fact that it could have been more because uh, they could have developed it a little bit differently. I, I did. I did say that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I like. I like the characters, but I don't think I'd like the atmosphere. Yeah, that's that, that. That's what threw it off for me. I think that's 
why it didn't make it anywhere for me. Yeah, just... that's fair. I mean, I still enjoyed the story for what it was. I no, no, I, I want to know what happens next. That's the thing. It, yeah. I, I'm still intrigued. I'm still intrigued to know what goes on. Yeah, when if, make, if, if, if we get true, something, we will be down for sure. So yeah. that was my number 27, aka number two. Uh, my second one is Skeleton Knight in Another World. Yeah, that, that was hard. That was hard for me. Let me. I was like, oh man, uh, God, it was, it was, it was either this or my twenty-five, which I'll. But this is still, don't get us wrong. This is still very exciting. This is still worth a watch if you're into that isekai or fantasy or just fucking skeletons. It's still an enjoyable ride. So don't let that trick you to think it's not good or anything. It's really good. It's just we had a lot to, for the record for the people. All right, what's your last honorable mention? My last honorable mention is Tomodachi Game, man. Uh, it wasn't. Wow, okay. Everyone wanted it to be. But no, nah, man, Tomodachi Game uh, definitely was a pleasant surprise, man. It definitely was one of the most surprising anime of the season. Um, a problem with an anime like that is it's only 12 episodes. That needed to be a full 24 to really flesh out that story. Um, they, they couldn't squid game it with. You know, twenty minute episode. I don't know if they could do twenty four, bro. Because when I used to hear Matt talk about the show, I, they could have gone. I agree, they could have gone more. I would say maybe twenty, like they're doing with um with and eternity uh, and stuff. Yeah, with eternity and with. Um, uh, but the manga's still going. The manga's great. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. The risk you take when you do shows like that. So it's just kind yeah. of. Well, the manga's still going. Then it makes sense for them to do twelve because then they can adapt more. Right? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, if we if we get more, then it's gonna be a crazy, crazy, crazy. I will tell you that right, Mm-mm-mm. especially with some, with one of the other characters that you don't expect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, what's the last honorable mention? I just want to let you know that shot put me over. This might be the drunkest podcast I, we probably ever done. And I'm, I mean, I'm still composed, but I'm that feeling that fucking tequila. Good God. Right. Um, number twenty six for me, aka number one, is Komi-san season two. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I, the, it was funny. It was better than season one for me. Um, I just, you know, I'm not 100 sold on on the Comey Chan aspect. They gave us more with Comey. She's starting to very slowly come out of her shell, which is a wonderful thing to see. Tadano is such a great fucking boy. Excuse me. Oh, good God. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, Tadano is just a um. Uh, he's a really good boy. Um, I enjoy it. Like, you know, I enjoy the little short aspects of it. It's something that Netflix kind of does uh, really well um, with their shows when they have like these shorter like part series is that they'll give you multiple stories within the episode itself. Um, very short, but kind of sweet um, and always leaves you wanting more. Um, I'm always going to want to watch Comey, um, but I'm just not like the humongous like stand that a lot of people are for Comey. Um, but it was still solid. It, I, I think it's more the manga is better, and a lot of people didn't want it to be an anime. I think I said that before. Yeah, so one of those it should just stay as a manga. Like it's it's a really good manga, but as anime is just, it's a really tricky. Thing. Yeah, that's fair. It is, but but, but I, I I give them credit for effort. But again, sometimes... it's not the worst adaptation you can come up with. It's not no. a limit. No, it's no, no. It's just stuff. Like, I don't stuff, get... stuff, not, not everything needs to be added. I just don't stand for it. all, but it's no, not no. I, 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 don't either. And there we go. I still enjoy it for what it is. Mm-hmm. it's just more of. Again, not everything has to be animated, and this mm-hmm. is one of them. Yeah, go ahead. No matter how popular it is. Uh, my last honorable mention. Uh, it's a Netflix series. Kotaro lives alone. Mm. I really like this one. Uh, again, Kotaro with the child abuse. And they, even though they don't fully say it, you know, mm-hmm. and he gets that psychological trauma from mm-hmm. while having this brave face. 
even comfort in someone. Uh, there's there's a young this young lady who was abused by the boyfriend mm-hmm. to make sure like she actually le- even though she left that apartment complex, that's to make sure she's safe ordeal mm-hmm. to give her that push. Mm-hmm. He's a sweet kid, and I like the people around. Him. Like they they all want to protect them, even if they don't know everything. And it's it gets to the point where it's really sad in the in those aspects. I don't know if we'll get a season two, but with what I got, I thought it was enjoyable at least to be mentioned. All right, now the official twenty-five Starman. All right, man, clocking in at number twenty-five. <clears throat> I have with this one. Um, I geeked out with it a lot with uh, Ethan. Shout out to you, man. Um, you enjoyed this one probably more than I enjoyed it. And I highly enjoyed our um, OP Man in Black. That is the Black Summoner. Black Summoner clocked in. That was a pleasant surprise. I really enjoyed the Black Summoner, man. Um, Mm -hmm. It deserves a spot on this list. Mm -hmm. For what it was up against, for what it was up against, man, it it tried. They damn sure tried. It's, It's really... Honestly, if it wasn't for the winter season and all the heavy hitters that came, this would have been, this would have made top 15, top 10, probably. It would have definitely mm. made my opinion. But um, the winter anime kind of just fucked fuck me all up. All right, Ethan. Uh, 25 for me. Show you didn't like Matt. Platinum Man. Mm. Platinum Man. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I agree with all your points, Matt, in terms of why you didn't like it. Um, It was still drama filled. The first half was ass, no doubt. Was not a fan of it. Second half picked up tremendously, absolutely tremendously from season from episode thirteen on. Um, it was a really phenomenal show. It barely salvaged a four star rating from me, which is probably still too high in your opinion, but which is fair. But um, I just enjoyed how different it was. It is a thriller. It is quite dark when you think about it. As we talked about, Yoneda being able to the principle of making eighty percent of the world's population think that god doesn't exist is just absolutely bum fuzzling uh to, to the to the mind um i'm not a huge religious person but i still believe in a greater power no matter who you may believe in whether it be buddha god you know whoever it is whatever seven deities whatever um but the principle of the, of not believing in a greater power is just such a mind boggling thing and such a a a world altering concept that I think platinum men did a really good job of encapsulating in their series. And the end was a fucking mind fuck dude. Like no one expected the universe to essentially end. And that's exactly what happened. And that is plenty powerful enough. Um, not as satisfying of an ending, but goddamn certainly conclusive. All right. Number 25, Yakuza's guide to babysitting. Hmm. Wow. Well, I didn't have a love for it like you did, but I still enjoyed Ooh. it. I I I enjoyed it for what it was. Um so again, I think this more some quality episodes were okay. While some ones that were dramatic, they were very dramatic. Those were really good. Uh I still did not like the whole and then he woke up episode. That's yeah, and that's- that, that probably was what we'll put it at 25. If Matt, be honest, if that episode didn't exist, where would it be? I think just only one up, yeah. That that's that's the thing. Is this really it? That's why I was debating between this or Skeleton Knight. Well, no, no, Skeleton Knight is my honorable mention. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I thought it was 24. Yeah, I, so I would. I would. I was swapping between those. I was going back and forth between those. And um, while it was entertaining for scale tonight, I liked. Again, I liked the dynamic of Iika and Kirishima. Yes. That was that was really the only thing that sold me the most of it. Yes. Outside of everything around it. So, all right, 24. All right, um, 24. Overlord oh, season four, man. Overlord oh, season four was like a solid season. Um. It was solid, man. I feel like it had a lot to compete with as far as its prize seasons are concerned. But um, ultimately, I really thoroughly enjoyed the twist at the end. I felt like that saved the whole series. That was like literally it's the end of the game and boom, just touchdown. Like, loved it. With the cat. Number 24 on Showstopper 24's account is Love of Kill. Thank you, Papa. I appreciate that. Here. All right. You're pissed off, I guess. There you go. Anyway, number 24, Love Kill. Um, a very unique take on a rom-com. You don't really see blood and gore in a, many rom-coms. Um, it's a little bit slightly off-putting, I would say, when you see the, the male MC being so goddamn obsessive over the female MC. But at the same time, when you finally get the backstory, it makes a lot of sense. And the backstory of the male MC is quite sad in its own right. Um, just as it is from the females MC perspective, um, the ED is one of the top five EDs that I had this season. Um, again, gunplay is one of, you know, I would honestly say this is probably the, in terms of gunplay, um, the biggest anime season that I've seen thus far. And again, I'm, I always mention I'm still a rookie when it comes to it by definition. I've only been watching anime full time since 2018. Um, so and I've only jumped into it hardcore since 2020 because of the pandemic. But in terms of gunplay style anime and the seasonal aspect, so many of these shows had a lot of gunplay. Um, and Love of Kill was one of those that at first during the winter season definitely resonated with me. And obviously there's other gunplay series that'll definitely fucking output it as we'll talk about later. But um, I enjoyed it very much um, in its own little way. Um, and I really hope they make a season two um, just based off of that ending. I thought it was pretty unique in terms of them, you know, being like kind of the dynamic duo in essence. Um, while one fights for love, the other one just fights for you know, the sake of staying alive, in essence, is fighting for their old family. So I thought that was pretty cool. So 24. Cool. All right. uh, 24, do it yourself. I talked about, about it a lot for various reasons. Okay, a great, just pure slice of life. Uh, I like uh, Standard Fu, Dropco, Purin, the other characters. Uh, it, it wasn't just crafting. It was like it's about it a little bit, but it wasn't like the main focus. Like Slow Loop was just fishing. This was just growing of characters, just a unity, just bonding as friends, just doing stuff that they love, even if someone that shouldn't be doing it is doing it. And it was just a very satisfying. It was just basically getting the club, getting the club together, and building the treehouse together, as, like as as all like friends. And we put it in in Centerfu. They actually got. To fully reconnect more and put in it was this great tsundere, like not like a romantic type one, like an actual friend tsundere. And she it wasn't over the top, it wasn't forced, it was just a nice touch on top of it. And this again, the the friendships were nice, so that's why it's 23. All right, 23. I got this might anger some fans, but hey, mid psych, I'm sorry, mob psycho 100. Nah, man, Mob was uh, Mob was very mid to me. I like, 
I guess the appeal just kind of lost on me. I appreciated what what it was, but I think I always associated with its proximity to One Punch Man. I don't think I ever really truly let it sit on its own um, because the emotional, uh, I guess like the emotion that came with like the reveal of this past season, it didn't necessarily hit me like it hit a lot of other fans. And that's not me hating on it. That's just to say overall, as far as enjoying it, it was like, yeah, it was good, but man, I can literally name 23 other anime better. So I will just continue to listen. All right. That's fair. Good doing. Motherfucker. Number 23 for me was Overlord, season four. Again, as Starman mentioned, I'm sorry for all the noise, guys. My apologies. I'm wrapping this up here. I'm being a bad fucking... I'm chills getting your ass. You're good. You're good. (laughs) Sorry? I said, I'm chills on your ass. Nah, they calling to you. Bro, I know I mean, talk some shit. If we had real fans that would talk shit on the weekly, forget it. They'd be on my ass like fucking white on rice, bro. But no, um, Overlord, season four, number 23. Again, Starman, I agree with all your points. I thought it was very solid. We're opposites. You love the end. I did not like the end. I wasn't a fan of the end. Um, but with not that that notwithstanding, um, the twists and turns were very unique. You know, it took me a while for me to accept Ainz as the as the antagonist. I still thought he was the protagonist since he's still the main character, but I totally see the perspective now of him being that antagonist. Um, just because he was such a cunt. He's like especially it was episode i believe 10 they're like why are you doing this and he's like have you ever anybody ever hurt your family and i go yeah and he was like wouldn't you kill them and he was like i suppose and he's like all right well there's no other resolution you have to die but then that was cold as fuck oh man cold as fuck but then when they killed him i loved how Ainz was like i respected that man even if you if i was gonna kill him i respected that man and it took all those other motherfuckers to go get fucking tortured for the rest of their lives until they die. No, yeah. I, didn't expect, I didn't expect that type of scene. Like, once the anime got that dark, once it's literally, he was like, nah, I got to kill these nobles. And yeah. they killed it. It wasn't like they died with a building falling on them. No, they got straight up like, executed. Yeah. So, like, even yeah. if they're begging, still torture yeah, them. Straight yeah. Executed. So the fact that they got executed, I was like, okay, Lord Ein's a straight villain time. He demon time right now. Dead. Yeah, bro. Like he was cold. That nigga was cold, bro. Um, and like I said, just again the whimsical aspect of um the fights. The fights were really solid, as well as um just the the reveals. There were a lot of reveals in this season. And this season, you know, Overlord goes in stages. Season one, storytelling. Season two, action. Season three, more action and storytelling. Season three is by far the best season. Yes. Season four, less action, more storytelling. Um, but it, I it, it's it's growing of the kingdom essentially. That's really what it what is. Yeah, and just the principle of now there are other characters out there that are not NPCs that are actually potential guys like Ainz or know of people such as Ainz is very intriguing. I'm yeah. still one hundred percent intrigued by Overlord. I agree, it is not its best season. Season three followed by season one. Um, then season four, then season two. That's mm-hmm. the order that it goes in. I think that's pretty unanimous. Oh, yeah. Um, lizards got you. So. Because the lizards, right? Yeah. Everyone hated I lo- I like the lizards. Oh, fuck the fuck out of here. <laughs> I like the lizards because it was Everyone comedy. Is, bro, but know. in terms of the grand scheme of the story, it just, it's, so, 
left field that it doesn't hit like that. You know, no, so it, they were just so fucking boring. I don't mind them. Yeah. I agree, they're not. It's, it's the worst part, but it's not. I'm not like, damn those lizards. You know, so yeah. should just kill them and stay dead. And it's still a four. Twenty-three. Alrighty. Twenty-three. Yeah. All right, twenty-three. Requiem of the Rose King. Mm. I I love the drama. I love the tragedy of it. I feel like I could we could have got a little more about Richard a little bit in terms of because especially like more of his demon self. We didn't get enough of that. I love the side characters were great. Uh, not enough of the tutors. Kind of turned it down, tuned it down a little bit for me a little bit. I think my only real complaint was a lot of faceless people and the animation was wonky at times, but I think the writing of it was decent. And again, some of the characters were nice and you really felt tragedy. Where did you see wonky? In? Yeah, like, it was mostly in the first half of it. I like, especially during the fights, there's just like, you just got pictures. It's like not actual okay. fighting. I wouldn't call it wonky, but I see your point. It's just pictures and faceless people. It's just it's distracting. I, I get they want to focus on the main people. That's why, they, but at the same point, they just don't have them there. That's really it. That, that's really my only complaint. All right, twenty two. Twenty two. All right, man. Since this was year twenty two, my twenty two means something. Um, Yusagi Chan wants to hang out. Does so she though? Do you really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm prepared to fuck. I tell you what. The introduction of not only her mom, but her sister, her brother, and her dad. Um, adding in four characters like on the second season is tricky because you're doubling your your entire cast load mm-hmm. only for a few episodes because they trickled in the family members, but they kind of separated them between the two characters. So you know, eventually it was gonna come to a head. So when it finally like boom, Tarantino this shit when everybody's finally in the room at the same time, um, the build-up felt so satisfying when the execution finally happened. It was like, I was just, it's like you saw it coming and it just felt good. It's like that. It's like you're in a baseball game and like you just, you're that kid that gets to catch the home run. That's what that shit felt like because you knew it was coming to you. Don't want to. Never caught a home run in a baseball game. Yeah, that, it, it, that's yeah. what it felt like when, the two that's when everybody got in the same room and um you know he got drunk and confessed i thought that was really like if he's gonna confess man okay you got drunk <laughs> um, i thought that was pretty like i can see that happening all right Ethan. shikamori is on a cutie i enjoyed the animation very much i the story was annoying at first but grew on me uh izumi grew on me very much shikamori is shikamori she is one of the most powerful you could say um rom-com um main characters that you can get um i again i adore absolutely adore kamiya um she was everything for me i enjoyed their interactions so much and even though I, it's for a fact she's gonna lose um i just wish like she can get with izumi um i highly doubt they'll ever introduce any drama with shikamori and izumi for her to go potentially with kamiya um but in a perfect world that would be really nice excuse me um yeah, dude. Like again, animation was was crisp. Story was really nice, um, in the grand scheme of things. So it was a very pleasant rom com. Um, the lowest rom com I have here on the list. Um, so solid enough. Number twenty two, dance, dance, dance here. Fun, fun ballet anime. Not exactly what I expected. Great drama. Beautiful animation. I love the dances. I think I love the. The first dance they did with the swans with the swan lake, like at the at that 
festival, I think it was, festival or like a field trip. What was that? At the school. Before, uh, before before they did the actual ballet school, like they were on stage and like Junpei was like going off script. That was just a um a competition. That was okay. Competition. That was the competition. Yeah, the competition. I think I just love that. Yeah, that was like and the just... Japanese like kind of local state competition in a way. Yeah, yeah. I saw people and... saying that if you like my dress up darling, that dance dance dossier was one that you probably would like. Dance dance to kill. But that that's how there you... there yeah. I think you would. Yeah, more or less. It's animation styles are similar. Um, characters are not similar in that aspect, but uh, just the, the beauty and the pageantry of it, which is one of the words I was looking for in the last episode, pageantry. Um, yeah, that sticks out for sure. And just the biz, and just the bittersweet ending for Mori, even yeah. though not the broken, right, but, yeah. but he still he was still satisfied with it. Uh, twenty one. Your boy Coming. Wow. Okay. Your butt combing was one I really enjoyed it. Um, it was a musical anime. Um, why I ranked it so? Why I ranked it lower than I guess I might have considered was really because um, I feel like it's not accessible to any to everyone. Like I don't know that, but I feel like the main reason why I enjoyed it because as someone who is like an independent, you know, artist and like is is creative i can relate to it as if some of the things happen it was like yo these strategies only work in anime you know but the idea is like yo that is that is pretty cool because it really do be like that when you at auditions when you at battle of the bands when you competing when you see when you performing in front of strangers like it really do it really resonated with me on a real personal level um unfortunately i feel like if you don't care about japanese hip if you don't care about japanese music japanese hip-hop and um you might you might not get into it and also like the shout out to the, the lead actress who sung it um after a while like the singing just after a while it kind of just some parts of it just get like all right all right give me something different because you never get the whole song you just they build up a song that you never really hear um but then you kind of hear it once at the end but it was fun. I enjoyed it. Okay. No, I, I'll, I'll, I'll respect. All right. Uh, 21, Ethan. Genius Prince. Okay. Genius Prince was, again, another unique take, similar as Quitting Heroing, except much better. Comedy was on point. I, I laughed very much. And, again, it, it reminded me a little bit of Realist Hero, which I believe I finished after I finished Genius Prince. Um, but um, just the, the principle of having someone who – um uh, just cunning uh clever uh being one step ahead sometimes not being a step ahead but being able to to work that into his favor um was very unique uh Ninium, his assistant was hilarious i like their dynamic um they're probably gonna end up being together which is completely fine um the little baby sister which sometimes was annoying was actually toward the end one of the premier characters and help elevate that series in terms of that little mini arc that happened um and it's a anime about strategization and i'm not saying that right because i'm lit but um just the way that genius prince is able to position himself to always come out ahead come out miles ahead of his adversaries um was refreshing was fun um and again the humor was the big selling point for genius prince um, full of it, and it was a very enjoyable watch. Uh, way more than the other ones that I've seen. Thus far. Uh, 21. Ooh. Shadows House 2. Mm. Uh, oh, man. I, I got I, this, I got this. The whole list in general was very fucking different. 
especially with all the other shows I've seen. That's why it's yeah. incredibly hard. Um, again, for, for this season of House, it did take a bit, but when it did pick up near the end with the tragedy shit, it was fucking gorgeous. It was beautiful. It was sad. And just Emilico and uh, Kate, like, moving on up at near the end. You get to learn more about Kate. We learn more about the shadows as just the characters. Just what goes on with them at the end. Like, the merging of a shadow and a doll. Their graduation-type ordeal, if you will. Uh, I did wish I get a little more Edward in this one, but I get why. Because he kind of, why we hearing it much? It's more of a bad bird. It's more of... You learn about the house. That's the important thing, is learn more about the house. And we did get that. And I'm hyped up for season for sure. So that is the one for me. All right, 20. 20. I feel you. I feel you. Okay. Um, all right, man. This is going to start the official 20 list. All right. So my everything going forward from here is a solid eight or better. Um, for, you know, for my anime list, I like to use scores from one to five. So let's just say four. All right. Um, four and up. My number 20 is Ranking of Kings. Um, wow. Like, Ranking of Kings was different. Um, the thing about it is, everybody pissed me the fuck off. I couldn't <laughs> at the same time. And it was like, it was like, because I felt bad for Boji because everybody around him tried him. Everybody around here tried him and it just pissed me off. So my entire experience watching the show was literally being pissed off, wanting to jump to the screen and really like get a nigga shit, bro. Like pause, like no nah, motherfucker, like Bochi, like his dad cursed him. And I was just like, damn, King Boss, you ain't shit. And then I, you know, I get the nepotism. The nepotism the mom did was like, oh, okay, yeah, oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, of course you do that. Like she looks like a whole fucking Karen. I'm like, okay, bet. No, she was good though. She got she got better. Uh, no, man, don't love me privately and spit on me in public, man. Fuck that. That's why it's the <laughs> yeah. 20, but it made the top twenty. It made the top twenty. Man, raking up right. y'all. Um, I warmed up the Bochi, and he became like top two best boys, man. Top five best boy. Shout out to Boji. He's the best. Uh, he's the second best boy because he's a boy. He's a boy. Die boy. He's a dirty boy. What? <laughs> Fucking died. All right. 20 for you, Ethan. Number 20 for me was Uzaki Chan. Much for all the reasons that uh, Starman had listened when he listed in his top 25. Um, a lot more focus on the ROM than the common instance, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, was really looking forward to Uzaki simply because of the fact that it was more calm than ROM, and I expected that similar level of calm. Excuse me. We did not get that in this instance. Bochichan clearly took over that season's calm, but um, I still enjoyed it. Lots of positive and pretty big steps for um, Senpai and Uzaki. The character work from the other four characters within the Uzaki uh, family um, was really well done. Not so much the brother, um, but Yanagi and Suki and uh, Fuji uh, were all welcome. Uh, absolutely loved them. Um, Tensho was great. Um, uh, his best friend, forgetting his name with an S. Um, the blonde haired fuck. I forgot his name. Yeah, anyway, his best friend, Sakurai, uh, Sakurai's best friend, Yo, he was down for him. Like I laughed. Yeah, he, he, he played a big part in the season. He played a big part in the season, and he's like, "I think Uzaki likes me." And he's like, "Bro, you're fucking retarded. 
he, she, we've been known this. You're the last fucking person to realize that this woman loves you. Like, what the fuck? And but he gave him real ass advice. He's like, listen, only you can fucking decide what you want to do, and you better decide because of the fact that if you don't want to lose her, that that's a possibility too. It's not. She's not going to be here forever, bro. And then her fa- his father being a complete piece of shit made me die laughing. But even his father gave him good advice. His father's like, listen, stop causing problems for this woman because of your wishy-washiness. I can relate to that like on a personal experience, bro. You can't be wishy-washy with the woman that you love, bro, because like that shit will bite your ass in the end, bro, and you'll end up with regrets. Um, I'm lucky for me in this instance. I get a second chance with that said woman in my personal life, but you know, most men don't fucking get that opportunity. So that resonates with me as well. Um, and I enjoyed that very much from that aspect. It did leave a lot to desire. I agree from the both of you guys in terms of how you rated Uzaki. Um, I, I agreed, but I'm looking forward to a season three. Um, I kept saying it before. I don't think uh, Senpai is going to uh, confess until he right before he graduates. And I believe that'll probably be the end of the series um, where he confesses. I, I believe there's a manga for this as well. I, I yeah. So I'm not sure how that. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's, I think it's still going though. Is it still going? God damn, dude. So if this motherfucker doesn't confess when he graduates, I, I don't even fucking know. All right. Number 20, Spy Family. What? Oh, bro. Hold on. Hold on. What, 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 what number? 20? Yeah. Spy Family. Nigga, I rated Spy Family higher than you did? What? Yeah. How did that happen? Ethan had, oh my God. I did not. That's the biggest curveball. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, what? It's still good. What's wrong? What's wrong with 20? It's 20. Tell me why. Tell me why. No, it's just, it is fly for what it is. I think some episodes, I let, just nothing much happened. Like, they were just. We I got some of those episodes like that when some episodes were really good. They were really good. Uh with uh what's that what's that bitch's name? The Nightingale Fiona, is it? What? Whitehead oh, yeah. bitch. No, no. Yeah, that one. Yeah, at the at, like stuff like that. This we got the tennis paint and just also it gets this nothing. There's that one, that episode, those two episodes were a waste. There's some episodes that were just not much going on. Like you're just there, you're just there's you're just watching them exist a bit. And then some some stuff at the beginning was really good. I like I like Anya, unlike you, Ethan. But I, <laughs> I like Anya more this season. And no, I'll get I, into that moment too. She, she's great in general. I like the headmaster. Becky was fine for what she is. Damien, he's okay. Uh, he gets I do feel bad for him. He just wants to, he just wants approval for from his father. Uh Lloyd, I, I, I Lloyd and Yor, I don't consider them much of a couple like everyone else does. They're just again, it's it's fake. It's it is, it is just fake. And I, I wanted more of yours as kill it assassination, but it only got but only like a handful of times by when she was introduced. Uh, you you'll get it from flashbacks, but not really it. It's just like what we know about them, but I don't think there was growth for some of them. Mm, okay. They like, like, again it just existed. The only person that had growth was Anya. Harley <laughs> Lloyd. And not really your, except for in a second in terms of growth, but that's fine. I reserve that. Yeah, but just the fact that your the only growth your had was cooking one dish. Hey, she ain't make motherfuckers vomit or fucking die. I, I'm so, saying like but, that's but, pretty but, fucking but, growing if you but, ask me. But I'm saying like that's it. That it just stops there. I gotcha. Okay, I'll get into it. So I'm not too that, far off from so, you, but I'll get so, into it. So so that's why it's twenty. All right, nineteen. 
All right, for 19, I picked number 19 at number 19 just because I can look at, I can, I want to be able to look at people with a straight face and say that, <clears throat> rent a girlfriend. I can name 10 anime. I, He's about I, to leave again. Like, yes, rent a girlfriend is number 19, bro. It was better than 10 other anime that came before it. Rent a girlfriend was solid. Animation-wise, it was the strongest of any other anime I've named thus far. It was the strongest. Animation looked good. Nice pinup art. Nice coloration. Um, like I said, the character designs, different outfits. Um, they did a lot with the scenery. Matt, they took that pink. They took that pink. Don't pussy no balls. Season hat. Um, no, honestly, I really like this season. They kind of like it was tension. They it, they fixed everything from the first season. I felt like they improved it. Um, so even if the story falls short of expectations, I really think the animation is impressive. All right. What about you before you shoot yourself? Married Couple. Um, okay. I enjoyed Married Couple very much. Animation pure. Um, ED, OP, solid. Um, musical composition, solid. Um, three-way interactions between Jiro, Shiori, and Akari were really well done. Um, all jokes aside, in terms of just, you know... One of the things that bothered me about the series was that they, Shior, I mean, I'm sorry, Akari constantly pl- was unsure of herself. She constantly um, put out these feelings about Minami, 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 Minami. Meanwhile, she had the man that she always wanted in Jiro there. Um, everything that she needed, that she wanted, that she desired, she already had. And it took her the 23 episodes in order, I'm sorry, the 11 episodes, excuse me, to figure that out. And I'm glad she figured it out. But, you know, in terms of, it's just so tough because Jiro's an idiot. I, I really wanted to name Jiro something, whether it be best boy, husbando, like I really wanted to. And he's just such a fucking imbecile when it comes to love. Um, he just he has virgin energy, like he's got Kazuya like energy. You hate Kazu for the same reason. But Jiro gets more love than Kazu does. No, I I hate Jiro. Yeah, Matt hates Jiro because Jiro, he's Jiro is absolutely worse than Kazu, man. I do not think so, bro. I don't think that. I just think he's just very fucking crazy. I'm still on my own. He's I, not more cringe than Kazuya. Stand on my ledge, man. I'm going to stand on my ledge. Nah, man. Jiro. Yeah, stand on that motherfucker, bro. That's fine. But, you know, Jiro, at the end of the day, there's something about him. Kazuya just screams, absolutely screams virgin energy. Bro. And that's not, that's not cute. That's not, that's not adorable. That's not all. Like, that's, is cringe. It is absolutely cringe, especially in the situation that Kazuya is in. Bro, like, I can't say that I would be able to handle the position that he's in to a certain aspect at that age. He's 20. Um, It would be tough given his position. But at the same time, to find yourself in the position in the first place, Jiro would never find himself in that position, bro. Jiro, although he's a putz, he's not that dumb. And Jiro has other redeeming qualities. What you talking about? I don't know, man. He's he's paying for these dates. Jiro, on the other hand, yeah, look, that's a putz. If you paying for hoes, nigga, that's a putz. No, that means you got no swag. You no, got no game. You got no shot of getting no pussy. 
And no, no, no. His his granny has more game. Let's more. His <laughs> grandma got more game, nigga. Yeah. What? Jiro has no game. Jiro no. has. Jiro is himself. Literally he has the hot. Red. He has a top five consensus waifu wanting to fucking suck his dick, bro. Why just being himself? Mizuhara doesn't want to touch that motherfucker's cock. Only person who wants to touch it is Riku, which he should fuck Riku. He 100% should fuck that girl. And he's so infatuated with a bitch that he doesn't want to go for it, bro. Eventually, you have to understand, bro, when you fucking want a woman and she does not display that energy, it's not worth your time, nigga. You 20. You're motherfucking 20 years old, bro. There's I don't know how many billions of women out there, bro. They may not be as hot. They may not, they, but there's bro, something, bro. He there's going something. on dates with baddies. Every time you see him, he with a baddie. Because he paying for that shit. Nigga, I'll go pay for a bad bitch. I'll go pay for a bad bitch right what? now, bro. That shatters he, all the other bitches I fuck with. Nigga, come on. You ain't no been to the strip club. That's all I'm saying. He throwing strip club money on dates, bro. That's pretty baller to me. Bro, he not getting no cheeks. That nigga not getting no toppy. He not getting no cheeks. He not get. He barely get anything. And the bitch that gives him the love, he's like, nah, I don't want it. It's not who I want. It's not me, Nuhara. Fuck out of here, nigga. What you mean? Talking phase, bro. Like, nigga, Jiro passed that. Jiro got the girl of his dreams to make out with him, bro. Because of how strong their fucking connection is, because of how much she wants to be with him, bro. She has the hottest girl in the. He has the hottest girl in the fucking school. But like zero lives, zero lives over him, bro. Zero lives with the hottest girl in class. Live with her. You said it yourself. Lives you got her. this bitch in fucking his t-shirt wearing a fucking thong underneath her so shit, bro. And he's oblivious to her feelings, bro. Cosmo know how every one of them girls feel. He Cosmo's how- like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to beat my fucking dick. Jill don't fucking do that, bro. This is not a hentai, though. I'm, I'm just saying, realistically, emotionally, Kazu knows the ins and outs of each one of those girls he goes on the dates with. Jiro been known this girl his whole life and can't tell that she got the hots for him. Because he's scared, bro. There's a difference between being scared over the woman you love and just not finding the fucking cojones to fucking tell her, bro. No, no the problem with Kazu is he won't shut up. She and that's not good neither. Jiro... Jiro stays back. He's calm. He's collected internally. Keep in mind, he acts nervous in his out in his outward dialogue. Internally, he is very like that's where he's like, oh my god, what the fuck is happening? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But even though he acts nervous, he doesn't overextend himself. That's your boy. He plays cool, bruh. Him being himself is why Akari is so into him, bro. I get that. I get that. It's All why right. he's so attracted to her. It's why Shiori extends herself because she's unsure. Despite the fact, I agree, it's cringe that Shiori and, and Jiro can't seem to intertwine themselves by their mutual feelings. It's the it's the unknown, bro. Shiori's attracted to the fact that Jiro has another woman. Jiro's experienced more, which he has, and she speculates, and Jiro is a real dude. Jiro is like, you know, like he, he plays it off. He doesn't want to make Akari feel bad if he's like, yeah, you know, I had my first kiss with Akari. Fucking Cosmo would probably say some stupid shit and be like, oh, that didn't taste as good as Riku. 
Oh, that didn't taste good as fucking uh, what's her dick now? As, as uh, uh, mommy son. But Matt, sorry about that, Matt. No, no, no. I, I think I think this should be a cakey shop episode just between those two shows, bro. I'm and, gonna I, and it's the fact that both of them did not make it on my list makes it more hilarious. Shot a mini shot because I can't fucking take a so look. yeah. I just enjoy it for that. Oh man, yeah, this uh, that would be just a fun debate for cakey two of you. Good god damn it. Oh boy. Anyway, anyway, okay. Uh, before I get into this, I'm gonna say right now, 19 to 11 were four and a half out of five. Okay, and this was very, very fucking hard. This all came down That's to what she said. No, like this, this there's like there's no cons to them. It's just more of overall enjoy. What I enjoyed yeah. a little more better. So I'm gonna get that. I just I want to get that out of the way for the people. Real Sorry, man, quick. take a shot with me. Let's take a shot. Bro. We had this whole last little argument. Do something with me, bro. Come on. Thank you, man. You got a whole bottle next to you, bro. What's that? That better not be water, bro. Matt, that, you know, as I said that, it's like, oh, it better not be water. That reminded me of Private Party, which they've like completely disappeared from the planet now. And Matt, I think, is frozen. Matt, I think, is frozen. Starlink let Matt down. Good God. All right. Um, Let's keep the, for the sake of keeping the podcast moving while Matt is frozen, taking his shot with me in solidarity. Um, We're at 20, right? Oh, no, we're at 19. Um, So we'd be at 18. Um, We'll let Matt do a back-to-back. Um, Starman, let's do 18, you and I, and we'll let him do a back-to-back because when he comes back. All right. Uh, 18 for me is Love After World Domination. It was hilarious. Okay. It was uh, one of the most... It was one of the funniest rom-coms that did come out in the past, uh, that came out in the spring season. Of all the rom-coms, I felt like that was one of, that surprised me the most. Okay. No, keep going. I was just saying, okay. Like, I'm Oh, gonna... yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It surprised me the most Um, out of all the rom-coms, man. Love After World Domination, mm-hmm. I feel like it's worth, if you like comedy, and if you like, you guys, it's a little bit of action. It's some action in there, and mm-hmm. some comedy in there, and um. Mm-hmm. Break that down for me real quick while we wait. What, what kind of action? Because I, I, I seen it, but I, like, I didn't really see nothing about it. They're Power Rangers. The action, like, Fudo is the Red Ranger. They're all named after ice cream. He's Strawberry Gelato. Um... <laughs> Everybody that already lost me, bro. Everybody's named like that, five, bro. Right? It's Gelato Five. So everybody named after Gelato, and they fight against like this world organization that wants to take over the world. And Desumi is one of the like, like pretty much like brats of the devil. She's one of like the five top like generals mm-hmm. of like the army. But her boyfriend is the Red Ranger, and nobody on the bad side and nobody on the good side knows that. They're dating like in the middle of these a fight will be going down in the middle of the fight. It the camera pan out to them like holding hands, sitting in a sitting in the cave, just kind of like just like cuddling and shit, like just laughing and just enjoying each other's company. Mm-hmm. And then soon as somebody will pop up, they act like they fighting. And Destiny's really strong. She can really kick the nigga. <clears throat> Destiny can really she can really fight so sometimes there's action because they end up fighting that's the whole gag is mm-hmm. no one can know everybody has to think they're like villains and they hate each other when deep down they're a couple mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole appeal because the whole idea is to just not get caught cool but it's a really fun show it's a really fun show man i, I think you should check it out man anyone if you like rom you like the calm you could deal with some crazy Power Rangers named after. Yeah, well, I, when I read the description, I'm just like, I don't know, bro. Like, it just seemed kind of corny. Like, the whole everything around it sounded corny. Take like, nothing serious. That's the one thing about the show. Absolutely take nothing serious. It, the show doesn't take itself seriously. Mm-hmm. And that's really what makes it funny. Like, okay. Hilarious. 
Okay, that'd be something I come back to. I just got so many, bro. I've got so many fucking anime. Um, number eighteen for me is by. By the way, uh, for those who are watching live, the one person that is, uh, Matt's modem died, so he'll be doing back to backs depending on when he gets back. So we'll just keep on going without him and then do like two or three depending on this. Number eighteen for me was gonna be Black Summoner. Um, significantly higher, I would say, than you. You had it at twenty five. I had it at twenty five, but I yeah. had it at twenty nine. So yeah, I get it. Um, no, Black Summoner, like I, I had mentioned before in the previous episode, was was quite a surprise. Um, again, OP Isekai character, very OP Isekai character. So OP, you could probably put him in in like that category, like that debate of like the most most OP Isekai character to see where he would come up. As of now, they've given him no weakness, which is pretty fucking interesting. Oh no, he top five Isekai. Period. He top five. It, I don't you think he's top five? Oh, he is the kind of top five, bro. He's up there with little irons and them. I have to think about it because I'm too lit to fucking give you a number, bro. But no, I absolutely I believe, guess. like, nah, uh, Kelvin, he's up there with little irons out gone, bro. This motherfucker, yeah. like, he's up there with Rimuru. Like, dead ass, like, I think he's yeah. up there. Yeah, I mean, he, bro, he's creating spells. He's fucking dispatching no, motherfuckers without a sweat. I don't think he beats irons. I don't think he beats Rimuru, but I feel like if he lives round It'd two, be like, a fight. it'd be a good fight. You know, because he can fight. He got a squad. He does got a squad, bro. And that's one of the things that makes Black Summoner so cool is not only is he OP, but he elevates everybody around him, bro. Like, his squad is solid. They have solid core foundational pieces. And then with his abilities and his ability to draw out that that native power within them. I agree. Yeah, he's able to fucking accentuate them. And that's one of the best things about them. Each character got a chance to shine. Um, they everybody played their part to him well. Um, the story is fine for what it is, not bad by any means, but it's not like oh my god, amazing. It's not a it's not a slime in terms of that story. It's not an overlord in terms of an all encompassing world as of yet. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed Black Summoner. I enjoyed the fights. I enjoyed Kelvin. Um, his inner monologue, his outer monologue. Um, I dig it. I I definitely dig it. It was one of my surprises for the of the year for a solid reason. It was great, dude. 100% fucking would recommend it in terms of OP Sakai characters within the top five. If you want to see OP Sakai character, do this. And there's so many others. Like you could talk about, like, we're going now into into uh, into winter 23 and we're going to have season two of um, of Demon Lord Academy. We'll see how that turns out with the new um, VA um, now that fucking Draken got fucking dropped because he cheated on. I don't know how the fuck you managed to cheat on Lisa, but he cheated on fucking Lisa. Um and so we'll see how that turns out. I don't expect it to be better. Um, what is Matt telling me? Because he's on messaging. Yeah, something's going on. Fuck. This sucks. We'll keep going in the interim. Exclamation point. Um, okay. So it sounds like you and I are going to test out what it's like to be just a duo, bro, while Matt figures out his shit. So, guys, for those who are watching um, or those who are listening as of now, Matt's having technical difficulties with his router. So, for now, it's just going to be me and Starman. Um, it's the fucking satellite. Ugh, is according to what Matt said. Um, God will figure it out and do one with you and I. This is what happens when we do it live, folks. It's not a recording, you know. <sighs> Let's, will keep going. Good. He said it's back. There he is. There he is. Jesus Christ, dude! I, you had me. Show, I was like, I told Starman, I was like, Yo, we're gonna test what it's like to be a duo. If you're our 
our sixth man of the fucking of the podcast. We're gonna see what it's uh, like. Sorry, I don't know what the fuck happened. Nah, you good. Um, 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 to recap, to recap, uh, I did give my um, how far did you guys get? No, eighteen. I gave him number eighteen. Okay. Uh, my number eighteen was love after world domination. Okay. Black summoner. Okay, so I gotta do nineteen and eighteen. <laughs> yes, sir. Go ahead. All right, nineteen. I can be sailor uniform. Uh, I again. Best animation I've seen all year, especially stuff that you don't expect. Because everyone expects Chainsaw Man, Bleach, Demon Slayer, but this one, all of a sudden, this is beautiful. And again, another beautiful, fantastic slice of life on top of it as well. If it was, if it was for Mochi, this would have been number one for slice of life. Uh, again, great stuff. I talked about it enough. Eighteen, Sasaki Miyano. Wow. I, I, this is why I said this is hard. This. <laughs> My God! I mean, I didn't rate the top ten, but it was close, bro. Fuck. Go ahead. I get. I, 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 when I talk about the other ones, you'll kind of see why. <laughs> I understood. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, again, it, 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 it says so much, but uh, I, I love this couple. Uh, this is close to given uh, for like my favorite yaoi mm. based anime. But I think the drama in given mixed with the music makes it so much more impactful. But for this, it's just a slice of life. Wholesome high school rom com, not, mm. not really more rom though, but uh, it's just again, it's just Miano exploring sexuality. Uh, again, he went from a guy from just enjoying reading Yaoi just because he likes to read it, it's fun, sure, but just not really thinking about it except for named Sasaki, even when he was a little bit possessive in the middle yeah. of the episode, yeah. But there was just something about it, just it wasn't like red flagish. It was a little bit, uh, but it wasn't like fully. I still rated it high, but the, the there were some red flags with with, with Sasaki, bro. There were, I know, but it's just it's just more. I don't think he knew how to express himself, and, I mean, he, and I think he was trying trying to with the with the boys love manga. We don't get reading. see, but the thing is, we don't get much backstory with Sasaki. So, I mean, that, bro, that's when my, that's the red flag, those things manifest itself early. Yeah, that, I, that's the thing. I wish I got more. We got more background, Sasaki. I think like, I we will. Wish I we feel did. like we'll get problems with him and Miano, and we'll get some backstory in terms and of the graduation life. thing. Yeah, because yeah, the graduation is is done. Because I think that that's it. After is it? Wow. So yeah. we probably won't. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Uh, so we're on seventeen. No. Uh, that was eighteen for you, Sasaki Miano. Yeah. Did you guys okay. do seventeen? Yeah, Starman, 17. All right, 17. This is when the list gets tricky uh, from here. I don't know how to preface it. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, this. this is when the list gets tricky. That's all I will say. Um, number 17 for me was def- definitely inspired a lot of memes. Um, it was chock full of uh, pop culture references. Um, and it it was relatable to millions and millions and millions of fans. I know it's um, going. Wonder how I could land it at 17, but um it didn't hit me like it hit everybody else, but god damn it, it was amazing. Vote you to rock. Mm. All right, all right. I'll I'll get that. I'll respect your decision. Not too far from me, but okay, go ahead. So go ahead, Star. No, that's it. Oh, that's it. Okay. Okay. I mean, I gave it in the beginning, and then I I named yeah. it. Like that was, nah, man. Uh, yeah, I'd just be repeating myself, man. Like it was full of references. 
uh, inspired a whole bunch of memes. The Yamcha reference was hilarious. Um, th- like using social anxiety. There are other anime that do it, but this one just felt special. Again, Bochi's, you know, pink hair anime girl. I got a soft spot for him. Um, I felt like the anime didn't make the greatest use of his background characters. Um, and it just tiptoed. It wasn't about the band. It wasn't about the music. It was about Bochi. The whole series was about Bochi, 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 Bochi. And at a certain point, it was like, all right, bro, it's other people besides Bochi. But no, it was just about Bochi, and that's fine. But that's because I, I felt like they wasted their extra characters, their side characters. I feel like they, they could have gave me more music. But then again, they gave me Bochi. So the more you love Bochi, I think the higher you're going to probably rank this series. Bochi was cool, but I ain't have a soft spot for Bochi. Okay. Shout out to the pink hair, though. I, I had a little higher. I'll, I'll counter your point. Yeah. Bro, I'm fucking smack. I'm only, what, 17 in? Yeah, we're, almost, we're almost halfway. I can't close my eyes because shit is spinning a little bit. Yeah. I can't even front. Don't drink anymore. I still got a little bit half to go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. I'm off tomorrow. I, I have to do <laughs> shit, but, like, I'm sleeping in, so I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? I'm not meeting no girl till around 7, 30, 8 o'clock tomorrow night, okay. so. I'll be able to recover. All right. All right. Okay. What you got? Number 17 for me was Spy Family. Mm. I had it higher. I had higher than, definitely higher than Matt. Maybe not higher than you, Star. Um, but Spy Family for me was number 17. Um, I enjoy season two exponentially better than I did season one. Um, I'm sorry, let me phrase that. I enjoyed part one. I'm sorry, part two exponentially better than I did part one. Because I forget it is still season one. Um, excuse me. Um, Anya, everybody knows by now, I'm not a fan of Anya. Anya's best trait is her facial expressions. They kill every episode. I cannot hate on Anya's facial expressions. They are A tier, A tier facial expressions, but she had significance. I'll concede Starman's point over how continuously lobbed, lobbed, lobbed to Lloyd, um, in order to fucking help him succeed in his mission. Um, it's interesting too. I, I was like, oh, when Yor started figuring out, like, how does she know this? Can she read my mind? That was very like, ooh. And I enjoyed, I very much enjoyed Fiona and her introduction into the um into into this world. Um, I thought she was a great addition, um, a great little foil, like a side, I couldn't say an antagonist, but like a a, a side foil, you could say. And I enjoy that very much. Um, her love for Lloyd was very humorable. I love Bond. Borf. I love Borf. Bond. Um, he's one of my favorite characters on the show. And Lloyd is Lloyd, man. Lloyd is just such a G. Lloyd is fucking chill. He's cool. And one of the things that sold me, especially on that season finale of Spy Family, was Damien's struggle um, mm-hmm. with his father and wanting to be just recognized, wanting to live up to his father's expectations. And the principle that we finally got the payoff in season at toward the end in the finale of season one to see uh Desmond and you know I Matt you pointed it out to me that I thought it was just like his haircut but you're like oh those could be surgical scars yeah on the side of his head so perhaps he has been warped by some other power to be who he is perhaps he's just a puppet and perhaps Desmond that's what I'm thinking I feel like I feel like season two they'll probably catch him but that's not the end of it yeah, like perhaps Desmond isn't the grand character that Lloyd needs to fucking be worried about. Maybe it's somebody closer. We don't know. He's probably, he's probably like a right hand man or something, or a puppet. It could be. 
And because, you know, the way that they write Desmond, like Desmond is such a nice character. His father can't fall that far from the tree, which is the opposite of what you would normally hear. I mean, granted, his brother sounds like a complete dick. They're they're, they're like preppy, like they want perfection. I get that. And that's not a good thing in terms of, you know, like likability. But in terms of, you know, in terms of understanding, I definitely understand um, so I enjoyed Spy Family for what it is. Part two was way better than me than part one. Um, it was solid, dude. Like, I, I, it to me, nothing so far has topped episode. I believe it was nine with the fucking grown ass fucking eight year old that was like thirty three with the dodgeball game. That is by far the best thing that Spy Family has ever fucking produced, without a doubt. One of my top fucking anime moments of the season, I would say. Um, just how hilarious that fucking episode was. Um, but no, like this was solid and if being objectively speaking, all things withstanding with Anya and how I feel about her and how annoying she can be. Um, spy family as a whole, uh, was really solid. I gave it a solid four, as I mentioned. Um, and yeah, it's an all encompassing because it was two parts lasted throughout the season, throughout the year. Um, gave me more than what the other, uh, 13 anime have provided me thus far. Whew. Bleach. Wait, 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 what? Bleach. 17? 17. Ooh. I don't have a love for Bleach like oh, a lot of people no, do. Yo, absolutely not. Wow. No. I'm not going to forgive years of, I'm not going to throw away years of mediocrity just because they got a bigger budget. Mm. I'm sorry. It's still really good. But again, I'm not going to forgive everything that happened from the previous series. Just because of this, that's because of a bigger budget, and I didn't wear my pair of nostalgia glasses. I am sorry. Ooh, to- okay, so I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Uh, to to okay. me, this is Fellowship of the Ring. It's a great setup, but it's not going to be. It's not always everyone's favorite. It's always Two Towers: Return of the King. I feel like that's what it's going to turn into with this. As it- what's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. It's just a great setup for the arc. That's the only point that I'll give you, Matt, is that it's only 11 episodes out of 48. Or 12 episodes, I'm sorry, out of 38. Said, it, it's just, it's a great build-up. That's all I could just consider as. Again, I, is, is, it, no, if it keeps going up with quality, it will get top five in the seasons, and I, for all I know, it might be my number one when it's done. It won't be, because there's it, so many I said, other anime it, that are I said, on. might. I'll give it number one for the season when it's done, for sure. If it stays, if it stays this way, if it gets better, Sure, but again, I don't have a love for it like you. I'm not the biggest bleach guy. I don't have that connection. To I wasn't bleach. the biggest bleach guy either. I mean, my own. Well, I'll get into it when I get into it. But you know, that's crazy. You took a top five anime for me and named it seventeen. Seventeen. That shit happens. I mean, it's gonna be an interesting uh ride for the rest of it. I give you sixteen if you guys are ready. No, yeah. let him speak. Let him let Matt speak if there's anything. No, speak. The, the, I guess I, I talked about enough. Like I get like I'm not gonna just forget. Throw everything out by buying problems with it just because it looks nicer. Really, it's it's, I'm interested again. I hope it continues to stay this way. So, you don't feel any of the reveals, any of the I I, I didn't care for Yamato. I I, I didn't care for Yamato dying. 
Like, like he finally does something and he gets his ass kicked. It's cool to see, but the grand scale of things, who the fuck cares? I like the villain. I really like the villain. I knew about Ichigo being about Quincy. So it wasn't like, oh my god. Oh, you knew about that. I didn't. So I knew I knew about I, it. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I accidentally slipped it in a previous episode and you said no. I guess you missed that part. Yeah, that's something mm-hmm. I knew from the previous incarnation of Bleach. Like that was I knew that like 10, 12 years ago. It was like just yeah. scattered around that the anime cons. It was like, yeah, Ichigo is part Quincy. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. I never knew. I never knew. Yeah. yeah. Never knew. I was okay. just waiting for them to finally like explain it. But, okay, it says I'm interested if it keeps going. You know what? Maybe I'll I'll forgive it, but again, I'm just not gonna throw out the window for just one seat. I can dig it. I can dig it. That's it. I, other than that, again, I enjoyed it a lot. I get why you guys love it more, but as overall, it's just I respect that aspect because you don't want to put your eggs in that bag. Exactly. I, I got and if it sucks, it's like oh shit, I got tricked. I'm four four of the game basically. That's I what can't it wait. Is. I can't wait till 2024 now to hear this. Uh, well, let's, again, if it if it stays good, we'll see. Sixteen, go ahead. All right. Um, sixteen definitely has a couple of factors working against it. Um, one of the biggest factors doing is this is airing prior to the finale. I'm not gonna pretend like I've seen it yet, but based on what I have seen, um, there are only fifteen anime that were better than Gundam Witch from Mercury. I was a new guy. Wow, the animation was fantastic. Um. Suleta, I'm still not really warmed up Suleta, but she has a great supporting cast. I like everybody around her. Um, this the cast in this Gundam series is very diverse. Um, you have you know dark skinned man girl, <coughs> um, literal red headed stepchild. Um, you got um, you know rich white space girl. You got choo choo ambiguous pink haired girl. You got the black kid. You got the big girl. You got the like scruffy haired kid, the Mexican looking kid, like. Every there's just a complexity of races, races, and when you know that space is just everybody. I like the fact that this time there was a greater effort to diversify the cast of Gundam. I've never seen that shit before. The school format works, making uh, female characters the main protagonists. That works, making mixing government, mixing nepotism, economics, and politics all in one pot in a school setting. I've never seen anything like that, but it works. You can actually, this is edutainment because they literally taught you how to start a business, how to create an LLC and how to get like investors for a business. They literally like walk you through that process. Um, I like how it's Gundam is Gundam. It's a bunch of references from other past Gundams. Um, I would love they did more with the hotos, you know, the little balls with the smiley faces and shit. Um, but also, honestly, this should have came on spring, and this should have ended in, um, in fall. There's no reason this should carry on to 2023. But honestly, it's it's top. It might land top five of the next year of 23, depending on how these next 12, 13 episodes. Also go. depends on also depends on the finale goes to set it up. <laughs> yeah, it, it really it could only I, get better. I think, I think my only complaint was that I think like it played it too safe. And like almost a little bit over the first half of it after the prologue, like it's just a complete 180 with the atmosphere of it. I absolutely agree. I, I think I think that was my only complaint of why I wouldn't I would have I rated it where it did. <laughs> That's why to me it's only a 16. All right, what's your 16? Dance, dance, dancer. Okay, okay. rated a little higher than me. Okay, that's fair. It's significantly higher, I suppose. You rated it at what 26? 22. 22. Okay, six higher. 
still significant. Yeah, Dance Dance Dancer. Again, I have cousins in the arts. I have an appreciation for the arts. Whenever I go to New York City, I make it a point of mine to try to do my damnedest to go see a Broadway play. I'm I'm such a sucker for the arts. I enjoy, as I mentioned previously with that um, previous word that I mentioned, uh, Starman, pageantry. The pageantry of, of Dance Dance Dancer is, is incredible. The animation is superb. Musical soundtrack is is solid um contributes well the story is very unique um the high school drama uh could be you know eh, it can sometimes be too much but in terms of the story between the characters um it really is quite enthralling and uh the love aspect was a welcome addition very cute and at the end of the day dance dance dancer is really about one guy who wants to live his dream but is hesitant to live his dream because of the way society would look at him when he tries to live that dream. Um, and it, you would think it would lend itself to, you know, to, to, to homosexual um, ideas and things of that nature. And you don't really get that at all throughout this series. Um, it, it, it's simply just someone who is scared to want to be themselves. And when he finally is himself, he realizes like, wow, this is what I was meant to do. Like I'm born to do this. I'm really good at this. And he's not a, he's not a, he's not a pro. He's not a level, um, as the other character whose name is slipping my mind right now. Um, Junpei and, um, who's the other guy? Uh, Matt. Was it Mao? No, not Mao. That's fucking demon Lord. Oh, sorry 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 uh maury maury yes um it's not like that but at the same time and as you mentioned matt previously um their dynamic is very interesting it's you know it's it's like an antagonist and a protagonist you know it is your rival um you know yeah the cousin fucker thing is a little bit odd but yeah it's a little odd, but you know, they, nobody's crossed that line. Nothing has been done from that sort of aspect, so it's not creepy. It's not like a Kaguya-sama. I'm sorry, not Kaguya-sama. It's not like a Fruits Basket um, prelude where you had like any type of grooming or any underage shit like that. Like nothing weird. Um, I just enjoyed the theater. I enjoy the theater. I enjoy um, the the musical composition and how uh, Junpei really excels and really it just lets himself. <coughs> more people should really try and find that within themselves to just really try and let their hair down let be who you are because who you are is who you're supposed to be no matter what and i think that's the biggest like idea of dance dance dancer is you know there is beauty within yourself um it doesn't matter what anybody feels about you it doesn't matter what anybody may think of you because you're living your life you're living the way you're supposed to live and junpei is supposed to live as a dancer and i find that concept really really beautiful that's good i understand that 16 jojo stone ocean Mm. i feel like it just is exactly where it needs to be in terms of play like it's not a top 10 anime Mm-hmm. Uh, Stone Ocean was my uh, l- my least favorite manga of the parts, mm-hmm. but they did do a nice job of it, and I liked that callback to the. It was mm-hmm. really nice to see. Uh, I feel like it's something if they didn't animate set part seven or eight, I think I'd be content with it just ending here. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they will. But you know, you never know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, it was fun for what it was. I liked Poochie. Some the some of the characters were were fine for the most part. 
Uh, I, I kind of wish I got more made in heaven with him, like fighting wise, mm. instead of just quick teleport, teleport, kill everyone, reset universe, never see him again. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm not, yeah, it, it's a nice way. I, I like part five better, but there's a still a nice conclusion to that. Mm. All right, 15. We're at the halfway mark. Top 15, like I said, it's, it's only up from here, fellas. Yep. All right. This one's for you, baby. My Which number one? 15 is Lycoris Recall. Lycoris? Wow. 15? That's my. Oh, God, we're, we're all going to be shocked for the, for the rest. I <laughs> Matt, you know what's crazy? You're frozen, and I hear you perfectly fine, but your video is frozen. And it's, it's fine. like. Oh my god, I want to see your facial reaction. <laughs> no man, uh Lycra's recoil was good. Um, the animation, those gunflights, gunfight sequences never got old. Um, man, it was it's such a charming cast of characters, and I really like appreciated them all. It was a nice slice of comedy, and it just looked beautiful. Um, with that being said. It was just a little bit more hype than the show was delivering. I didn't get the extra hype, but that, I guess because I wasn't shipping the characters together, man. It's like I don't know. I I really did. I still enjoy it. More I did than a little bit, but you know. But uh, I don't know. Lycris was good. Lycris was good, but uh, it lands at fifteen for a reason, bro. I'm sorry, my my everything else below this is. It's good. okay. I, it's okay. Have bleach of seventeen, so we're all over the place. But yeah, my number fifteen is uh, oh. Lycris, man. Um. You should check yeah. it out, though. It's it's definitely, I think, anybody who watches it will really appreciate this John Woo movie. Like, like just fluidity, bro. Like, she's like the female of Bastard Stampede. Like, this shit is fire. Like, don't sleep on uh, Lycra. So I'll tell anybody. It's, um, top 15. Top 15. All right. Go ahead. Number 15 what... for me is Raven of the Inner Palace. Okay. That's your shit. I thought you had it higher. Honestly. No, still... I, f- I feel like it would be around here. Honestly. Yeah. Around here. Mm. Yeah, everything else above it is. Yeah, that was an honorable mention for me. Like, I like the mysteries. Um, That's but, why when you told me, I was like twenty, what twenty seven. I mean, I uh, love it. Was yeah, it was uh, in the middle of my honorable mention. So yeah, uh, twenty eight. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I said, the flower thing just got old to me, man. Like, I didn't pay attention to stuff like that, bro. I when mean, I- some of the stuff just like. It, it eventually just turned the Power Rangers doing the same morphing time sequence, bro. She did the same hairpin little sequence shit at the end. You know, there's so many aspects to Raven that I appreciated because there's so many different places you can go with it. Mystery with yeah. mystery with the owl and, and the uh and the and the raven. Her backstory. Ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Her backstories. Mm-hmm. The emperor and his and his involvement from start to finish in there. Um, the ghost stories themselves, um, the principle, and one of the things that sold me is the principle of a woman who was taught and bred to live in solidarity, finding family. She didn't have a family because of her backstory. Her mother died. She had no other siblings, no mention of her father whatsoever. She was com- and utterly alone. She was chosen by the Raven and by her senpai um to or she show to um to live this life as the raven and we as we come to learn the story of the raven it, it, it is a darker tale it is a sad tale um but in essence it, it's a tale of blessing as much as it is a curse because she's able to be 
picked out of obscurity to become this mythical um, person within the palace. And over that course of and over that course of time, she learns the value of family. She learns the love of family. She has her lady in waiting. She has her eunuch. She has the little boy. She has her little chicken. Um, and all of them each play an integral part in her developing. One of the biggest scenes of the show is the penultimate episode where she breaks down and she tells the emperor, like, you know, the owl is here for me to die. I'm sorry, that's episode 10. The um the emperor is here, I'm sorry, the owl is here to kill me. And you know, she doesn't want to get anybody involved because her eunuch at this point was was abducted. And a eunuch. Yeah, the eunuch. Yeah, the the, the 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 male assistant, and the emperor is like, listen, like you're 16, like it's okay to be vulnerable, it's okay to rely on people, um, and she ends up doing so. But in terms of how she's grown, her maturity level, um, it, it is truly remarkable how she's grown, how she developed, how she became her own woman, and. You know, the ending, I understand where people will come from, where it's a bit confusing or a bit lackluster. I get that. Um, they're setting up the, the the bigger love story, which Raven isn't about. Raven has the, the pieces of a love story. They show flashes of a love story, but this isn't what it is about at all. And I find that the various aspects of each particular piece of the show really resonated to make it a really really solid fucking show uh that offers you more than you'll get from your typical rom-com from your typical thriller from your typical mystery from your typical action uh, yeah. there is a bits of action as well um it, it offers you a little piece of everything and i think that gives it a little bit of a oomph compared to everything else that i've seen cool 15 cyberpunk I like the I think I like the atmosphere, the soundtrack, and just the world. I think I like that more than this. Mm. Like I, I think I aside from pacing issues, I feel like there's like nothing unique about the plot. Like I think with David, I kind of call what how it's gonna end for. Me. It's just again, I like the world around it. I like the sci-fi, like the concept, the cybernetics, the music for it fit perfectly. It's just the plot, and just I did not care that much about it. he's a fun character but at the same time i didn't have that connection or why a lot of did at the same time i get why people do but at the same time it's just it's okay i feel like there's more to tell but they didn't really i think i could have got at least one or two more episodes it just felt it was missing something it plot wise it was definitely the weakest of it and again i liked everything else that wasn't that mm. But it's still something that people should definitely check out. Is is I think this is a must for people, for like again the sci-fi aspect of it. I liked I like that dystopian type. Like it's a shit show, but at the same time, it's just people living life, <laughs> like the, like street thugs, like there's gangs, bandits, robbers, and this uh, psycho f- and this, people going psycho. I wish I got a little bit more of that, a little bit, but. Again, Vegas can't be choosers. It's it's a Netflix series. I like it. It made people, it gaslight people to buy the game. Think it's a good, but you know, <laughs> it's gotten better for all intents and purposes. It's gotten better. I, I'm, I'm glad I got patched up, but like you should have fucking done this shit when it came out. Like it, like don't release shit that's not finished or just re- don't release shit that you don't know how to release. Exactly. That's <laughs> that's the fact. 
the corneism wrestling. Exactly. Uh, fourteen. Ah, uh, for fourteen. Um, fourteen was uh, honestly an anime I was looking forward to. Uh, because it was a sequel. Um, we didn't get too many sequels last year, but it was one of my favorite sequels, and also had one of my favorite theme songs. Where's this coming from? Where is it coming from? It's not me. Of uh, Milico, and you find out a secret about her. You you unravel not just one conspiracy, but a one, but two conspiracies, and with the third one, that's even higher. So all the conspiracies pull back layers and layers and layers of secrets of Shadow's house, and this is the whole point why we watch the show. Um, r- why it ranks lower than top ten is simply for the fact that you have to watch the first one to enjoy the second. If you don't care about the first one, you won't care about the second one because the second one isn't a vast improvement over the first one, although the second season does a a pretty good job of maintaining the high quality that I've come to expect. Um they didn't reinvent the wheel, but they didn't they didn't get lazy in season two. The animation is just as good. It it, it stood still basically. <laughs> yeah animation is just as good and um you know, they tried new things. Um, and it was some fan service for a show like this that's really modest. Um, it was different attitudes and ways of fan service. I think swapping the clothes out, I was towards the finale when they swapped the uh, Kate and Amilico just changed outfits. Yeah. And I, although it was just a little subtle thing, it was, it added to the mystery of their, one, they're a good team. Two, they uncovered this mystery. Three, it was the most simplest thing ever, and no one even really noticed it. And I thought that was pretty clever. So I feel like everybody did their job good as far as producing this show. Unfortunately, like I said, if you've never seen Shadow's House Season 2, you you probably won't care yeah. to see it. You can't just jump in the middle of it and really enjoy it. So that's why it's my number 14. 14, Ethan? Bochy the Rock. What? That was boy! Bochy the Rock. Um, We've gone over Bochy the Rock a bunch between Part 1 and now Part 2. Um, I mean, you know wonderful lyrical and not lyrical musical anime um the story of uh, of a girl who has crippling social anxiety that resonates for many people across the world is a story to be told so excuse me my point starman is when you talked about bochi the rock you mentioned how we didn't get enough of the secondary characters of the other bandmates i agree with you I would love more, but one of the things that makes Bochi the Rock so good is that Bochi is becoming exactly her name, The Rock. Not Bochi, simply The Rock, because of the fact that each bandmate in this first season dealt with some sort of adversity in some capacity, and at the end of the day, who did they turn to to speak to about this or to try and figure out whatever they're going through or to kind of kind of have that aha moment? They spoke to Bochi, and Bochi is becoming the centerpiece of the band, not simply because she's the most, um, she's in depth, for sure not the most eccentric member. Um, she's not the, the, the most outgoing member or easy to understand. Um, she's simply the best member of the band in terms of her skill ability, um, as well as her ability to 
when shit is down, bro, like she's had three other girls that have propped her up throughout the entirety of the season and will continue to prop her up. But she takes the opportunity when it presents itself to be there for her bandmates unconsciously. She's not purposely like realizing this for the most part toward the end of the season. She begins to realize things like that when she thinks, when she notices that there's something going on with, um, with uh, what's her face, not Nijika, the other girl, Rio or Kita, Kita, Kita Chan. She realizes something's up with Kita, like there's something like not quite there, and she's able to pick up on those subtle differences in personalities that comes through hanging out with people, that comes through friendship, that comes through bonds. When you're able to pick up on those subtle like keys that are like, oh, well, something's not quite the way it's supposed to be. Um, she is truly the the rock of that band and not simply because she's the best actual skill level band member, but simply because she is able to return the favor unconsciously to her bandmates whenever they need her the most. And I find that to be nearly as resonating as everything else. And as we talked about, Kisoku band is based off of a literal J-pop band in Japan. Um, the story is based off of their story, um, which is really awesome. The band does the songs and the covers and all of that there. Um, it's fantastic. Um, it certainly adds to the lore of Bochi the Rock. Um, and again, we're, I'm not even talking about the comedy. Comedy, absolutely hilarious um, throughout the season. It was my comedy of the season uh, where I thought that it was going to be um, Uzaki-chan. And it, it was within the top five, obviously, for comedies of the year. Um, consistent laughter, consistent jokes. And, you know, the best type of comedy is the comedy that makes fun of serious situations and doesn't do it crudely or inappropriately. And Bochi never once crosses the line of, oh, man, that's really fucked up. Everything is just really funny and relatable and makes you, like, appreciate people that have that sort of chronic issue and try and give you an understanding of how to deal with that when somebody is feeling crippling social anxiety, when someone doesn't feel uncomfortable, somebody does rather feel uncomfortable within the environment that you guys are in. Um, I find that to be quite heartwarming and, and another reason why it was one of also one of my other top uh, slices of life um, as well. So again, another anime similar to Raven where you get different aspects of different types of anime that um, come together and join. It's a one really fun, really surprising anime. Um, I don't, couldn't tell you the amount of people that probably thought Boshi the Rock was going to be in the top five or top 10 of animes of the year. I can't think it was that many people. And it blew up out of nowhere and it became a successful franchise. And I really hope they continue that they continue with this and give it a season two. It's certainly well worth it. Very good. Uh, 14, 14, Akiba Made War. Very fun. Uh, again, very. Wow. 14? Yep, 14 for Made War. It's still, it's still great. Not, not that much wrong with it. Part, it, it. You know, this is part of the list where, you know, I spit the heavy blows, you know. It's gonna happen for all of us, so so there we go. Uh yeah, again, very Tarantino-esque. Uh I like the Gomi. Uh Ranko dying an episode earlier than I expected was a shocker. Uh I didn't get much development from the other Mabel takeaway, but except for the panda. But I felt with the panda, her story was critical. Uh, again, great action. It's over the top. I just like this I just like a lot of stuff a little bit better. Uh I think this being around here is a, a nice place for me. It's a, it's a great original. It's something that, yeah, definitely watch. 
you'd be surprised. I expect this to just be again a maid competition. Who's the best maid? Not gangsters with maids. <laughs> and I just enjoyed it for that. And yeah, again, great stuff overall. And it's like a lot. It's like I'll do rest. It's like that a little. Okay. Thirteen. All right, thirteen. Thirteen was um, man, thirteen was one of the greatest dubs I have ever heard. Ghost in stories. Hate, <laughs> true love. Oh no! How do I cure this awful sickness? I'm used to pain, but this is too much. What? I can't take it anymore. It feels like my very identity is being rewritten from me. was better than any dub I've seen in the past year. It was, nobody made a better dub than the case of Bonnie Toss. No one. It wasn't even fucking close, and that's fucking sad. Um, High Dive kind of disappoints me with some of their dubs. Um, I really want to call it a night to really kind of hit that little milestone. Um, I kind of have a couple of issues with um, Spy Family when it comes to the dub. Um, but those are phenomenal shows nonetheless. But oh, it made Angel hate the dub for once. <laughs> but yeah, Angel didn't like it at all. Um, but I can't even blame him. My issue is not even with her, but I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is uh study, the case study of Vanitas. Um it was it was the best dub of twenty twenty two. okay, thirteen Ethan. Okay, that's fair. The second best probably yeah, yeah, I'd say maybe second best. You could argue maybe third, I say second. Second best JoJo animated series. I agree with you, Matt, in terms of the fact that you made a really good point where if they ended this now, it makes perfect sense because Poochie won. Poochie, in essence, destroyed the Joestar clan. And while there is... I say, if they, if they, if, if it was a year, it was like there were like no more stands except for, except for Emporio, that'd be fine. Like, yeah, he would never use it. Just no one would ever know. Like, there's no Joestars, there's no Dio. I wish it was that, but of course we don't. No, of course not. And I'm very curious to see if they do do part seven. But with part six, it is a phenomenal end if that was the way they called it. Um, it was truly it truly lived up to its name, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, it was certainly bizarre. It was certainly um all over the place, tension filled, drama packed, action packed, gore. Um, you name it, it hit it in terms of what Jojo has brought and the expectations that come with Jojo. Um, It was truly like, you know, it's funny, right? Like, cause I'm, I'm more or less drunk. You could say right now, right. I'm still obviously functional, but like I'm lit. And like the entire time that I was watching Jojo, I was drinking white claws too. And I'm thinking to myself, I was like, I don't do hallucinogenics, but good God almighty. If I ever did hallucinogenics, while watching fucking Jojo, the amount of insanity that my brain would fucking deal with would be astronomical. Like my, I think my brain would fucking melt with how insane this season of Jojo was this part of Jojo was part two of or it was part three, part three of, of part six. <laughs> um, it was just fun, dude. As Matt said, Jolene, Jolene is not the most, uh, sorry not the most powerful jojo of the series but she is the most badass she is definitely one of the most badass characters um jojo has ever produced she is just raw she is fucking she is that bitch like that bitch is that bitch for real for real 
Poochie is one of the best protagonists. I had him as protagonist of the year. Um, he's one of the best protagonists the show has ever produced. Um, I agree with you, Matt. It would be nice to see them flesh out a little bit more uh, Made in Heaven. But just the principle of an evolving stand in three to four different stages, and each stage being a motherfucker in and of itself. Well, three. Well, three, yeah. White Snake, New Moon, and Made in Heaven. Yeah, the three stages of fucking of White Snake. Then each one being a motherfucker causing yeah. problems. It's fucking, it's a sight to behold. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's just, there's just something about it that just, it truly resonates amongst the, the insanity that is just Jojo's bizarre adventure. It stands in and of itself as being the utmost of bizarre and the, the utmost of befuddling to those who don't read the manga. Um, I just, I enjoyed everything about it. Um, you know, it's funny, like, when you see JoJo, like, part six, you think of the first episode where you, like, think of, like, Jolene, and she makes her little masturbation joke, and I was like, oh, it might be one of those. And it's never, ever, ever, ever been anything like that, anything sort of, like, sexual, even though it's funny, like, when we made that comparison in the group chat about how JoJo is one of those, like, hyper, like, masculine, sexual, sexual type of like animes with them like doing gay poses and things like that it's like when you think about it it's like oh man that's so true but like no one ever thinks about that they just think about the fucking like the bonkersness of what jojo provides with stands and and all that it provides um it was such a fun fucking ride like i've named 20 i'm sorry i've named 17 different anime thus far and i can tell you now that none of them were nearly as fun to watch and as like what the fuck am i watching type of reaction as you got from Jojo. Um, I appreciated the shit out of it. Alrighty. Number 13, Chainsaw Man. Wow. Yeah. Uh, again, it, it wasn't going to be tough to me. But uh, again, <laughs> uh, very, again, very gory. I talked about, again, oh, like, question number one. Matt, uh, are you good? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, again, okay. I felt like it was missing something overall, even in terms of animation and just story of it. I, again, very the fact that it just focused on gore, yeah, great, it delivered, no doubt. I like Makima's power; she's fucking terrified. That's why she's Dobby Bobby. But it's mm-hmm. and the fucking du- and the fucking dub, she's seductive as hell. I want her to pin me with some sort of ghost it's power and just fucking just sit on my face. Saw man, you're on the man bandwagon. I just want Dobby Mommy to sit on my. No, face. I'm just glad it lived up to the hype overall for people. I am happy for that. I know people have been calling it mid. It's not adapted I don't know correctly. Or called it mid. And no, it's just come on. It's, it's, it's really no. hell no. You know what? You know what? Like Starman said, I I think it'd be more fun if Trigger animated it. I think it'd be a little oh, more fun that way. It. I needed somebody to say it. He said it. No, as a fact, with, with Mappa, like again, it it peaked with Jujutsu Kaisen in, in terms of animation and overall quality. Like tact, great animation, but it was eh. Story, the, mm-hmm. yeah, story was eh. Uh, animation they mix CGI with regular animation well, but animation for tact. It is, yeah. I as as wish everything else for it was good, <laughs> but no, uh, a lot of fun. I can't wait for season two. If we, I'm sure we will. Yeah, again, I'm just looking forward. To, uh, twelve. All right, man. Number twelve. Uh. That was Demon Slayer, man. Entertainment District Art. Nah, it. Wow. 
Demon Slayer. It was, it was good, man. I really enjoyed the animation. I enjoyed when the story finally got rolling. But honestly, for the way that they made us sit through the demon, the, the way we, we didn't even get a full season, man. It's like we had to rehash the movie. They lose points for that. I'm sorry, not sorry, bro. They lose points for that. But um, I still enjoyed it, man. The uh, Man, it was like an all-gas, no-breaks finale after and just when you thought it was over it wasn't done yet i really like because that animal was the anime that kept serving um so yeah um nonetheless my number 12 is demon slayer entertainment district art 12 sasaki tomiano okay that's that, no, I'm, I'm glad you rated higher than i did i really am i god damn it i've talked so much about sasaki miano between the last two episodes up until now i'm just a sucker for really fucking good romance, dude. And, you know, mm-hmm. the romance between Sasaki and Miyano. I, you know, you brought up a good point in terms of the red flags earlier. It was one of the things that didn't get, made, made me give it a five. It's at 12. And like I said, 11 through one for me are five star anime. Yeah, I did not give it a five primarily because Sasaki had so many red flags. I would not be attracted to that, whether it be man, woman, trans, non-binary, they... I just wouldn't ever, if I was in that position, be attracted to that particular clingy, obsessive um, aspect of it. But the way Miano, why did the fuck? Okay, I thought I said Miano. I was like, why did I write Miano? My bad. You changed your name. I'm sorry. You, oh no, no, I was saying you changed your name to Miano. No, I'm not changing my name, Miano. I was Mia Chan. <laughs> no, I'm bro. Everything is a blur right now. It's two twenty four in the morning. Yeah, we got like we got an hour to go, <laughs> and we got another hour to go, <laughs> bro. We're getting delirious, bro. I, bro, oh, I'm spent, gonna I'm gonna have three hours of sleep, bro. Awesome. I've spent twelve hours of my last twenty four hours recording podcasts over the last tw- like that, that's fucking bonkers. But anyway, let's get back to Sasaki Miano. Just Miano is such a kind hearted, warm hearted individual. The way he goes through his like his existential being of who he is as a man is something that people should not take lightly and there's so many individuals out there teens adults i i don't want to say children because i'm not a big fan of, of saying that but you know i i do believe kind of in that aspect like when you know you know and i'm sure there are people out there that are like that um the principle of him going through that adversity going through those feelings um really i don't know why i truly don't know why but it just it sits so heavy with me to see that and it's not even an extremely emotional ride it's not like miano was abused it's not like he was raped nothing that dark but like in terms of how he's trying to decipher these feelings as a young as a as a middling ting teen um I just appreciated it. I appreciated this story so much. Again, as I mentioned before, I'm a sucker for Horimiya. They sold me on the fact that Sasaki Miyano has similar Horimiya vibes. Which, by the way, when we talked about a cool guy, play cool guys, Matt, it has a tiny bit of that, which is one of the reasons why I love it too. But I digress. Um, this It really felt like Horimiya in a gay version. Um, and... I just, I loved it. You know what I mean? Like, I've never had any sort of hate whatsoever to the LGBTQ community. I love who you love. But Sasaki Miyano was just a reaffirmation for me of those, like, ideas of just, yo, find happiness, love who you love, um, 
take the time. Do not rush into things. Find your way. Find yourself. And you'll find your happiness. And at the end, with the payoff with Asaki and Miyano, they found their happiness. Um, I was so happy. It was such a heartwarming feeling. Um, I welled up at least a couple times throughout the season. Um, I felt whatever they felt. And, you know, you don't even have to be gay to feel what they feel. If you feel that way towards another person, it will resonate with you. Um, It'll touch you. And those are marks of the best anime that you can find. Anime that touch you, that make you feel. I will 100% always tell people that the best anime, the best shows that you can watch in life are the ones that'll make you feel. And Saka Miyano was one of those <laughs> not in this season in winter that, God damn it, it made me fucking feel. And I just, I loved it. I, I, I loved it. I wish there were more shows like that. Yaoi, uh, Yuri, um, or anything in between the sort, heterosexual, whatever you want to fucking say. Like, you know, make you feel. Because fuck, <laughs> real, dude. It's fucking real. Yeah, I'm really glad you, like I say, like I'm glad you enjoyed it as much, like that much. So that that really makes me happy. I, I love it, dude. I'm yeah. so thankful, Matt. Thanks. You're welcome. Number 12, Demon Slayer. It's honestly, take the fight away. What's there? And the fight was half the series. Mm-hmm. There's not that much outside of that. That's all. That's why people love it so much. It's just the fights and the animation of it. Like Angry Bleach. Yeah, pretty much. I, I it's animated better. I like the fight a lot. It was my favorite fight. But I get animation outside that animation quality really didn't fully improve that much until the last bit of the fights. And this the plot is just it's just mad. It's that's what Demon Slayer is. Story wise, it's just mad. Like you want me to care about Tanjiro Nesuko. You want me to is just not a lot of that there. Like, there's hardly little substance. It's still enjoyable for sure, but this is it. Like, what what else is there besides a, a flashy fight? I want more than a flashy fight. And again, that was half the series. That was like that was half the season. I have a request because I'm gonna spoil something right now. Like, my two and three are very similar to what you guys have already discussed, and I want to talk about them both kind of simultaneously in terms of the point okay. that I want to make to you. Okay. So I'm gonna give you two and three when I make mine. Okay. What's your request? No, that when I when we get to two and three, I'm gonna give you both simultaneously and counterpoint that interaction of meh fucking uh thing. Spoiler alert, Demon Slayer's in there, obviously, in three. Oh we know, we know. You know. So I, I, I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna counterpoint that um for what little that may be worth. Counterpoint. I'm not gonna talk about it now because we're only at fucking yeah. eleven. Yeah. I can like, take it away. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, number eleven. Oh man. Um, the fact that it's absolutely a not—it's absolutely a what you see is not what you get. Anime. I feel like it easily could be viewed as an anime meant for a younger audience, but it's probably one of the most grotesque and mature anime that came out last year. And I am talking I know about going. in no. abyss. Oh my oh, god. No. <laughs> Made wow. it number eleven. It didn't crack the top ten, but it came damn close. Oh, oh my god! Um, in Abyss was really good. I enjoyed Made in Abyss. It, it was, oh, but know. um, honestly, the aesthetic doesn't match how dark it gets at times. Like sometimes that should just get weird and just dark. This season two, I feel like you got to be sick to really like appreciate it because that shit was sick. 
and I loved it. But I just feel like the average. I just feel like that's one I. That's another one I'm gonna talk about. That's another one I'm gonna talk about. Really enjoy this one. But shout out to the hardcore anime fans um, that enjoy Made in the Abyss. Made in the Abyss was one of the best anime that came out this season. It barely, it just barely cracked, almost cracked the top ten. Um, but I love Made in the Abyss. I do appreciate it, regardless of what you guys uh, think. Like going up for the rest of my list, everything on this list is um, four point five and up. Eleven. Like I said, you said 4.5 and up. 11 for me is 5 and up. 11 for me is Call of the Night. Mm. Call okay. of the Night with the number 11. Just barely missed out on my 10. Ooh. Um, debated. I still debate it based off of what it is, but I'm pretty confident in my top 10. Um, full of the obvious that y'all have probably talked about already. But regardless, Call of the Night, the aesthetic is by far the most aesthetically pleasing anime that I've seen this season. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of vampire anime. I've said it before. I regret not watching venues because of that, but I did watch Call of the Night, um, simply because of the aesthetic, and I was not disappointed. Um, OPED stellar. The story, while I wish it probably could have had a, a older protagonist instead of 14 year old Ko, I thought it did a really good job of explaining. A lot of realities, I'd say, with life. I think every adult, teens to a certain extent, but not so much. But I think every adult can kind of understand the principle of being bored with life, I guess you could say. And not knowing in terms of, you know, what is fun, like what is the way you're supposed to live life, you know, to try and find that like internal peace. And trying to find that, you know, that satisfaction. Because, you know, I feel the entire principle of Ko is that he can't sleep at night. He has insomnia. And in terms of what keeps people at night, whenever whenever anyone, any one of my friends says, I had a horrible night sleeping. And I'll be like, the first question I ask is, what was on your mind? And that's what keeps most adults up at night is the stuff that's on their mind, the stuff they're going through personally. Most people probably won't tell you the most inner dark secrets of what they're going through. And and it's not that deep. Call the night is not that deep in terms of like inner turmoil, but in terms of the principle of finding the satisfaction, the best night of sleep is when you're super lit. Like when I go to sleep tonight, I will fucking pass out because I am fucking lit. But the other aspect of that when you're not, is having an internal satisfaction of sleep and satisfaction of the day that you've accomplished stuff that made a difference in your life, in your day, in whatever aspect that you've touched, work, personal, whatever. And Call of the Night kind of tells you that initially. We get extreme comedy. We get the love story. We get hot women and a hot trap. One of the hottest traps you'll ever fucking see. Um, and, um, it's just, uh, everything just flows. Everything feels really right about call of the night, a surprising anime for me in particular. I did not expect to love a vampire anime the way I love call of the night. Um, and just various pieces of enjoying the nightlife from an adult standpoint, you get to enjoy those things, but perhaps you may take those for granted. You may take for granted the the principle of being out with the homies 
at night vibing you know people are asleep people are living their lives but you get to live in this other kind of in another universe between the days and the nights um it's a whole different atmosphere when you're out partying and enjoying yourself i find that to be the case a lot when i go to edm shows and things of that nature where it's a whole different universe to where i'm at um i constantly tell people other than doing this anime podcast which i thoroughly enjoy more than almost anything that i do on a consistent weekly basis my happiest places are at like edm shows i talk about edc is my biggest like biggest love but just being at anime shows being in that environment being in that atmosphere being amongst the people um being lit as fuck in that atmosphere like it's a true unequivocal happy place in my life and to see ko enjoy the night in that aspect it resonated with me in a, in a different level than i would have thought um and just yeah it speaks to me and imagine i'm talking about this right now and i'm going on a tangent but that's only number 11 um and fuck it's a really special fucking anime all things considered it's one of those animes that you would recommend to any person that hasn't watched an anime if you want to see a fucking cool fucking anime um that gives you a little bit of something watch call of the night you won't fucking that was my summer number (sighs) that was my summer number one that was that yeah it was my summer number if i could scroll up really quick it was number four it was number four of mine it's four for me too all righty number 11 tomodachi game Mm. Yeah, I again, I I read this. I thought that one wasn't even gonna make your list. To be no, honest. no, I love. No, 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 that I was always gonna make his list. But like, where it was? Where did they make yours, Starman? Again, where was that? Tomodachi game to me. Tomodachi game was my like. That was, that was my honorable mention, wasn't it? That was my. That was one of my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I loved. You loved. Okay. I, I enjoyed. It. I I love Yuichi. I love his antics. I love his scheme. Just this fucking pushing the girl off the cliff as a distraction for what mm-hmm. he wanted to do. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy the characters. I like the twists and turns. It makes you. It keeps you guessing. I I, I just found it funny how uh, people freaked out. When uh, Tenji, when Tenji uh, just kissed Yuichi, they thought, "Oh, it's a real yaoi." No, it's just it was a plan for him to advance to the next stage because he wants to avenge his dead dad because it was his fault because of this Tobinachi game. A lot of stuff is fun, and it's not even. I guess he's not the main person in this. It, it, we we don't know who it is yet. It is fucking exciting. It keeps you guessing. I like that. It just keeps going with that while you see how fucked up these people really are before when it started like oh they're five best friends no one was a fucking escort one was a fucking steals money <laughs> was a manipulator and yeah one was a, and Yuchi was a con man basically he used people and he he was a guy that collected money he had no desire for friendship but in this he did and he fucking killed someone all that shit so yeah i like it i i hope we get another season that's why i liked it more than you did <laughs> Before we get into 10, do we want to do a shot for 10 or do we want to wait to do a shot for the one? I don't have any more drinks, so. I'm not doing the shot. Nigga. Yeah, we're done. We're done drinking. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to work in the morning, Matt. What do you got to do, Star? I got a anything, anything else. <laughs> no, I got a day, but I got time today. Do one more. I'm on autopilot, man. You want 10 or you not? All right. Well, I'm going to do a shot for now. I'll save it for one. Now, you are already on one. I'm not trying to enable you, but go ahead because this is going to be. Oh, I'm either going to do it for 10 or I'm doing it for one. 
Good what? Wait, your parents? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Smash a white claw. Matter of fact, no, I got no more white claws, bro. Now I'm just doing straight quarter tequila shots in these fucking cups. All right. While you while you decide, Starman, what's your time? No, I'm not no. We'll do it for one. I'll save it for one. My number 10. Man, this was like one of the best slice of life of the entire year. It started the off right when it came to anime. It came out of nowhere. Uh, uh, leave it to the power of anime to make me care about something that I never even thought I'd give a fuck about, which is a, a guy making motherfucking dolls. But not only that, cosplay. About my dress up, darling, is my number 10. That cracked Because as a cosplayer and as knowing women who cosplay, it was a lot of um, thoughts and expressions and sentiments that were expressed in this anime that directly resonate with fellow cosplayers. These are real deal issues. These are on the fly things that happen um, the ca- from the camera to set up to going to conventions to having the confidence. But having someone with professional skill who is going to put that money up and put that extra little homemade touch on on your cosplay. Oh, man, it's it's, it's a cosplayer's dream. Um yeah, that's why I liked it. And then you add the night, the romance was a nice touch. Um, it was just the right amount of like tension. Uh, chef's kiss, man. That was my number 10. Um, my dress up darling. Number 10 for me was a keep a May War. Okay. A show that came out of nowhere, a show that impressed me with the gunplay, impressed me with the comedy, impressed me with a multitude of things. Animation solid, soundtrack solid. And, you know, the bigger thing about May War, I think that stands out to me, is how to deal with a multitude of heavy issues that come at you out of nowhere altogether. You deal with grief, you deal with uncertainty, you deal with confusion, anger, frustration, confusion. Um, all these different things are all real world aspects that people deal with. And imagine having to deal with that over the course of, I don't know, what was this, like six months, you think? Do you guys have a timeline of when shit happened to when shit ended? For, for, for Maid War? Yeah, for Maid War. How long did that take? It had to be months. Oh, you talking about from the beginning to the end? I mean, bro, this was 1999 to 2018. No, so no, I'm not talking about that. Like before, like before that ended, ended like like when Nagomi started. Yeah, they didn't even go through a New Year's. That was like over the course of maybe six months. Maybe imagine dealing with everything that Nagomi dealt with. Oh yeah, no, I I, I fell for her. It was all within a year. Months. She lost her best friend. She lost her sister. She lost her understanding of what her dream was like, and. Over that course of six months, she overcame that. She lost, and from like you said, from twenty, from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand eighteen, she ended up spoiler alert losing her fucking legs. She could never feel dick again. No, I think she could feel dick. You don't lose the yeah. you, if you lose your leg sensation, you don't lose the feeling of your vagina. No, well, yeah. I don't think. I don't know unless nerves. Unless she shot the nerves. Yeah, she lost her legs. I was like, well, she was paralyzed. She wasn't like she was a paraplegic she was just paralyzed but i got you yeah but no like it's just, in terms of what she dealt with over that course um i found that really powerful i really felt that I you know dealing with tragedy dealing with that stress losing yourself in that penultimate episode in that finale she lost herself she went dark nagomi and while dark nagomi was an entertainment fucking wonder um 
in terms of the emotional aspect, you had to feel for her, dude. And just the way that she overcame that and she managed to achieve her dream of basically turning Akiba into um, Akihabara, by definition, Akihabara into into the way she always dreamed of made cafes being no hate, no discrimination, no fucking bullshit, just, you know, master servants for the purpose of whatever job. It's a really, really nice tale um, just from that emotional aspect. And again, as I mentioned, gunplay, violence, comedy um, was all off the charts. Panda was the MVP. The backstory, the way they connected the backstories um, for Ronco and uh, the and the head boss uh, was really nice as well. Um, you see that opening scene and it's like, holy shit. And then when they pay off that opening scene of how that developed, why that developed, that's really, really fucking good storytelling. Um, and it, it resonated, dude. Like, again, no one expected, at least from Matt and I, um, and many people for that matter, didn't expect it to fucking just be that fucking good. And holy shit, it was really that fucking good. Yep. Um, again, Call of the Night was a five. Akiba's a five. We're getting the fives, like I said before, from 11 through one. Um, true fives, not no. Yeah, yeah, these are, yeah, th- yeah, up to here. Oh, these wow. are, these are my fives. <sighs> These are fives, bro. Five fucking stars. Number ten, dress up, darling. Mm. As that, as a cosplayer too, I love, mm-hmm. I love how they portrayed that so fucking well. <laughs> okay, and with Gojo on top of it, I like the chemistry between Mara and Gojo. I love Gojo's facial expressions when he's serious. Mm. <laughs> this is serious for me. He opened his gios when he saw pussy for the first time. No, again, it's just I love cosplay, and then the scene that again, it just did it in a nice way that maybe enjoy it. Like I maybe appreciate it more. Hell, I'm actually planning because I go to a con in Canada in March. I already, I'm actually planning my first cosplay right now. Oh, so. Canada! Okay, Aww. yeah, I, I'm doing Paul Gray Rat, uh, Tatsu from House Husband, and now I'm doing Vanitas. <laughs> hey. I, I, uh, this, you know, what? it's just so, it's just so fucking stylish. I can just wear it outside of constantly. <laughs> I like I like it that much, but no, I, I like mail in one of those or all three of them. Wait, what? Deliver mail in them? Oh no, 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 no! I I, I don't no. Though if for, since I walk so much, they'll get real on that. <laughs> but no, uh, again, I like how they did they did everything well. It made me generally happy. Animation's great. Songs are fun. The OPED were loud. Uh, yeah, I, I, I get it. There's, there's some crease, but you know what? Fuck that. It's not. That's not really what it's about. If you think that's the main focus of it, then you're watch. You're, you're, wa- you're watching it wrong. Or you're just fucking oblivious. You, you're, you're missing the point. No. Yeah, exactly. You are missing the point. <laughs> and if you just hate it just because of it, just it, it's more. It's more. It's, it's just. It's there. Sure, it's an okay touch, but. No, Ma- Myron is just so down to earth. I-, I love how she is. Like she, you ha- either, whether it's someone that you would date or just someone who just happens to, she is all of that. And she's very, again, she's cool, she's collective. She's just basically enjoys whatever the fuck it is. Fuck gender norms of what a guy should like or what a girl should like. She just says, ah, fuck it, just be happy. <laughs> so I love it. No, yeah, number 10, Charlotte. Cool. Nine. All right, man. Number nine was a. Uh... It may have been top three for a lot of people, but mine fell short of nine just because it was experimental and it wasn't everybody's cup of tea. I literally, I fell for the hype. 
Um, I feel like manga fans are having way more fun with it. And there are some people I tried to put on it, but it was just too weird for them to like get into. And I get it. I feel like you got to be a real anime fan to get it. But I don't know, man. Chainsaw Man, that's my number nine. Chainsaw Man was a fantastic anime. Mappa did a great job animating it. But um, ultimately, I feel like you have to just be knee deep into it. I don't know. It, it's something about it where um, I would have preferred if it just kept going. But where it stopped now, it was fine. Because honestly, up until episode eight or nine, it was like, okay, this is cool. And then episode eight and nine happened, and I'm like, oh, shit, shit gets real. Um, but they also, when they're not fighting, um, you do care about Denji and Power. Um, you, you know, they introduce new characters, and, you know, I, I feel like they, I feel like, you know, it's worth the hype. I feel like all the hype surrounding Chainsaw Man was worth it. And I felt the anime lived up to it. Is it top five? Nah, but it's definitely top 10 coming in at my number nine. Ethan? Number nine. Uh, Requiem of the Rose King. Okay. I had it seen him feeling higher than you, Matt. I know. Uh, Requiem of the Rose King, Shakespearean tragedy, um, is this so, again, these animes at this point, the best animes besides making you feel deliver different aspects of the genre to the show. And Requiem is a Shakespearean tragedy. Um, you get a dark love story. You get a dark tragedy with uh, Richardo and his family, um, the despair, the loneliness. Um, again, as we had mentioned in episode uh, in part one, rather the, um, the nod to LGBTQ uncertainty mm-hmm in terms of being intergender and not understanding like what he likes, what they like, what she likes, however you want to dictate that, um, not being able to understand themselves. Um, the wickedness of Buckingham, one of the top protagonists of the season, the, the torture that Ricardo dealt with while being with this man, the torture of killing the love of your life, the original Henry, um, simply over disagreements, the pressure of being king, the pressure of of leading a nation, the pressure of dealing with crooked family, um, they're out for your fucking head. Um, absolutely incredible. Um, dealing with all of this, dealing with the fact that you have fake love, dealing with misunderstanding over that love that you could have been with that love, um, but because you were young and because you were fucking misled, um, that led you down this path. Um, and it's Requiem of the Rose King. If you're not ready for consistently sad turns of events, it will fucking bother you. Um, Requiem of the Rose King is 100% full of darkness. And at the end of the day, you can, at the, with the finale, you can kind of say that it might be positive. Um, it's not actually fictionally, I'm sorry, it's not actually factually accurate based off of that ending per se. Um, but the principle of so many different aspects of Requiem of the Rose King indeed being historically accurate um, is something that also lends itself for it to be so high. There are many aspects of this story because, again, it is a Shakespearean tragedy, but it is based off of a true story. There is a legitimate uh, Richard III, um, and there is a legitimate story in regards to the battles that took place, to the people that he associated with. Um, They are all 100% accurate. Um, and I find that really, really cool. Whenever you're able to tie in real life into an anime, that'll always give you points in my book. 
Um, and Requiem the Rose Queen is full of significant, factually accurate data involving the um, the chain of command, as well as the, the chain of events that happened in old England in those times. And, and that certainly lent itself uh, to be high on my list. Um, but again, as I've said already, and I'm going to continue saying the rest of the way, animes that make you feel. Um, Requiem of the Rose King will make you feel um, if you do not feel sadness or what the fuck what the fuck is happening when you're watching this I don't know what to tell you dude I just don't so number nine Requiem of the Rose King all right number nine your boy coming mm. I had so I much I had so much fun with this I, I love the romance of the free kingdom so I know Juge Leon or Juge Kong. But uh, I, I he, they incorporate his actual strategies into the show, and I love that they did it in such a creative in a modern way, especially the Stonehenge one in like the first like one of the first three episodes. I love Miko. I love Kabe Taijin. Uh, there's stuff to root for. The music, the rap battle was probably one of my favorite things on yeah. there. With Kabe Taijin coming, I just loved it. The beat of it, the rhyming of it. It, it, even just reading it because there's no dub of it. It's just it's just fun. And I liked uh, who's the, the that idol group that they, they lost their way that type of thing. And then fucking Aiko all of a sudden this helps out that one girl. <laughs> and you find out that the antagonist, the, the that evil manager, he he used to be like that too. And then fucking Aiko and Cogman they helped out. And again we. She could take she could have taken the easy route of just doing like a ten thousand feet, but no, she wanted that summer fest, and she got that. And her fucking egg was expressed priceless with her with the comedy time comedic timing of it. Uh, okay, it, something like this I did not expect to work at all as a series, but it did. It did. It, it blew my expectations. That's why. That's why it was my surprise. That's why I won quite a few awards. It's catchy. It, it's it's just fun. It's a it's just such a it's just a fun time. And in, in the music aspect, it's great music. <laughs> That's why it's number nine. <laughs> Eight. All right. Uh, like I said, my list is very interesting from here. Um, my number eight received the score that it received simply off of the base. This was really hard. I don't I don't really want people to get this shit twisted. Um, but if you don't, if you have not seen the series that preceded it, which was a lot of episodes that wasted a lot of time with a lot of filler. I feel for them to jump back into the game so late. I feel like they definitely like just, you know, put their energy out there and shit it on the competition. But the game has changed in this past 10 years. And because the game has changed in this past 10 years, there are other anime that are standalone that I feel like they deserve light. My number eight is Bleach. Thousand Year Blood War. Okay, it twisted. The quality is superior than what has it ever been. It's ever been. Um, you get the true story about Ichigo. Um, it's just a straight leveling up. Only problem is, is they cut it in half. They shot themselves in the foot and cut it in half. They quartered it. But by cutting it in half, I, I, I could not fairly rank it high, any higher than I'm giving it now for the simple fact that these. The series that precede this one actually finished their curse. This one did not. So, number eight it is. Is he coming back? Uh-huh. All right, he's here. I went to get a water. All right. 
Number eight was Bleach for Sean, huh? For Star. Yeah. Number eight for me was Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Okay. Significantly higher than you got it. Yeah. Um, I didn't rank it. Yeah. So I was like, he didn't rank it. You didn't even rank it in, I you had it. It in your honor yeah. rankings, I think. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was by 25. That's 25th. I mean, I just, you know, I guess one of the more personable things about my life is my desire to be a father. And um, just seeing Yaika, and, you know, one of, I always tell people when I talk about anime, one of the biggest influences of my personal life was watching Clan Ad and seeing, uh, uh, what's her face? God damn it. Um, Ushio. And seeing the type of influence that she had on um, on the main character of Clan Ad and and just that aspect of it, it it forever altered my life. And coincidentally, I happened to go through that when I went through a miscarriage with a woman that I was with. And whenever I see shows like this, I think of just the, the, the beauty of what it would be like to be a parent and to see that aspect unfold with Karishima and Yaika, not so much an apparent daughter aspect, but in terms of like that true like family, like uncle, like niece type of relationship. Um, it just warms my heart, dude. And like <clears throat> just in terms of um just the simplicity of uh, of how <laughs> that is that that dynamic um, between a young child that just you know wants to experience love and wants to um, wants to feel what that's like you know and have that family um, and have that closeness with everybody around her not understanding exactly who the people that are around her are but the way everybody embraces her is something that consistently warmed my heart um, whenever I watch Yakuza's guy hmm? now I'm fucking with him you big softy Bruh, I always uh, there's always something that'll make me feel like this every year, bro. Because I'll find something like that, bro. Because that's how that's what anime is, bro, for me. But um, nah, like you know, again, comedy, hilarious, um, musical score, you know, solid animation, solid. But the story truly is in terms of the growth of Kirishima and um, Yaika and how they, they grow amongst each other and they develop this genuine love. Obviously Yaika loves her father. She doesn't have her mother cause she's in the hospital. Um, and so there's no one else to love her the way Kirishima is. And just the way that Kirishima is there for her as a, as, as a parental figure, as an adult figure, it's something that really, really, really made me feel um, out of all the anime that are, I have remaining from seven through one, not many others made me feel the way uh, Yakuza's guy did. And it's silly when you think about it because it is just truly just a slice of life comedy. Um, but I guess that just that interpersonal aspect uh, made me feel a lot more. And it's one of those animes that, you know, if you're a parent, um, I don't know. I feel like you may not appreciate it because, as I mentioned previously, Yaika is like the all like the my dream child, you know, the quiet, reserved, um, mature child, which doesn't exist in reality. One hundred percent does not exist. But you know, just in terms of what you'd expect, like there's just something about her, dude. That's just it's so enthralling as a uh, as a parent that, or as someone who desires to be a parent. Um, it, it just it, it touches the soul. At least it touches my soul. 
and I just appreciated the shit out of it so fucking much. Um, it was one of the shows that I look forward to very, very much throughout the summer. Um, I believe it was summer. Um, and it was summer. Uh, no, yeah, it was summer. Yeah, it was summer. So, you know, it just, goddamn, you know, it, it it touched my soul a lot. It really, really, really touched my soul a lot. I can tell you right now that maybe three others touched my soul in a similar fashion, but in a different way. You know, like there, there's different pieces to how something can touch your soul. There's various aspects of your soul, in my humble opinion. Um, and just from that parental aspect, Yakuza's guy did a, a fantastic job of really, really like hammering home yet another reason why I, I desire to be a parent in my life at some point. So I just had a mini heart attack. Of what? No, um, MALs. Like, oh, yeah, uh, this is all your shows airing tomorrow. That's like 11. What? Yep. <laughs> like, that's almost half. Here we are, fucking seizure. I'm done. This fucking fuck. I'm fanning all the. I, I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. I know I know I know my, I know my ten. Let's uh putting this away. I'm not looking at it. <laughs> I'm gonna sorry. I'm gonna fucking suck. <laughs> I'm sure I'm covering a lot of them. All right, number eight, call the night. <laughs> hey, great, great stuff. I enjoyed it a lot. I love, I, I love that. Almost the whole thing was night, nice, except for that one glimpse of when that detective killed that one vampire, and suddenly it was was it was it was the sun rising there, or was it during? Was it then or no? The sun. I know, rose. I know the sun rose once. Yeah, the sun rose and killed that vampire. That was at the end. Um, no, nah, I don't think they ever seen the sun. No, there's a school. The the vampire that was in the school got killed. Yeah, that's when that's the only time. time I ran with the sun. I know that that was that was the only time. And yeah, yeah outside yeah. of that, yeah, I like that was just almost all nighttime. And I like the other mm-hmm. vampires. Uh, the trap one's adorable. Uh, Co's great. I love that the thing from that happened from the first episode happened at the last episode. <laughs> first now so I do it to Co, now Co do it to her. I just mm-hmm. love that. I was like, yeah, we paused for that shit. Mm-hmm. Again, the soundtrack is fantastic. OPED, you can just you can just loop it. It's, it's fucking fun. Yeah, a lot of fun elements of it. Well, we get season two. I was one I would love. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all depends. Uh, again, I enjoyed it. Very five out of five. Rightfully in the top ten. Seven. All right, man. I gotta completely agree with you. I'm gonna rank it one spot higher, man. Call of the Night. Okay. I thoroughly enjoyed Call of the Night. Um, Call of the Night was a very it went under the radar. It was still for the large part. I felt it was slept on for the season that came out because it was a slice of life. <laughs> um, it never ceased to. It was one of my most anticipated shows. Um, it always pulled me in whenever it came on. I enjoyed like just. Um, it was just so much about honestly the animation uh, from the characters. Um, looking back, um, I would have definitely loved if they would have like, you know, I guess round. I didn't. I, the dub is cool, um, but for what they gave me, they kind of gave me the sense that I want more. They gave me wanting more, and I hope that I get more. But if I don't get more, um, I think I'll be a, I'll be kind of hurt. I really enjoyed the call of the night. Seven chainsaw man. Are you rated higher than us? Okay, <laughs> yeah, rated higher. Now. Not too far. Not too far. Um. One of the things I pre—I mean, everything that y'all mentioned before in terms of how great it was, I 100% agree. 
the thing for me that stands out for Chainsaw Man is just how adult themed it is. The cursing, the gore. Um, you don't get that in many of these other series. And I think that is what lends itself for it to be so unique and why it should be higher up. Because in anime itself, everything is mostly based on high school, um, mostly based on teens, you know, young adults. And obviously, uh, Denji, I believe, is 17, if I'm not mistaken. So he still falls within that category. But just in terms of the raw, the rawness of Chainsaw Man, um, the ruggedness, uh, it really is something that you can appreciate because of how different it is um just in terms of the mature themes and uh, again i believe starman is one who said that in terms of denji not having jack shit um and finding bliss through fucking horror and death and fucking chaos um it's something he got a job like (laughs) mom got low expectations bro like yeah, bro. Like you know, he literally starts the series off with missing an eye and a testicle and a part of his liver. Like yeah. life, fucking went up for Dingy. Like yeah, man. And you know, yeah, man. It's a sad thing because that's reality for a lot of motherfuckers somewhere in the world. He's you literally know? on his second life. Yeah, and I like that. Yeah, man. Like it's it's just a solid fucking show. Um, all things withstanding. 12 different EDs is unheard of in today's genre, and it's something that should be applauded. Um, OP was fantastic. And one of the other things about Chainsaw Man is they gave you different characters, and they all mean something. Every single accessory <coughs> character means something. It, they provide to the show. They provide for Denji. Um, they give the show life. It's not simply Denji the Putz finding a second life and fucking just being a fucking beast and a fucking psychopath. Like, no, there's a lot more to it amongst the other side characters. And there is that sense of humanity. (laughs) Excuse me. Whenever you talk about devils and angels and things of that nature, there always needs to be some sort of idealistic, um, I guess, understanding of the fragility of life. And, you know, in terms of the simplicities and the complexities and the stresses and the anguishes of life, um, Chainsaw Man does a really good job of really showing you somebody who's been to literal hell, survived, is making a second life of it while using the powers of hell to fucking achieve that. I think that's a fucking wonderful thing in terms of an anime um and is something that really sticks out in terms of majority of these animes so um chainsaw man in terms of those psychological aspects gets a bump of of uh, many others hey All right. All right. number 7 like horse recoil mm. love i get i love Chisato, i love takeda mika majiba all the fights were great especially the final one just the sadness of uh, Mika killing the guy he loves, <laughs> mm. that and that and the, the whole romance of that. I just wish that was. I could. That, I just wish that was a little developed more, just to feel more of his pain. What he mm. had to do with uh, again the chemistry with the girls is lovely, and the side characters are great as well. Like the other, the what's that, Kobeni or the the hacker chick? I don't know. I think it's Kobeni. Either way, she she was great. Uh, or the other one that's like thirsty for dick. But she was okay. I'll give, give you things momentarily. Uh, Kurumi. Kurumi. Okay. Thank Kurumi you. Kurumi and uh, Mizuki. Okay. 
Mizuki was okay. Mizuki was okay. Kurumi was off. Oh, she was almost a supporting female. Mm. I, again, I like the animation of it. Uh, A1 pictures did very well for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, even with all break, even breaking the death flag trope, they made it work. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I, I, I know she should have died, but you know what? They made it work. It does a season two. Didn't mind it makes it. sense. You wanted her to die. I did not mind it that she did. Uh, don't, don't put fucking fucking lilies in there. <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> Saying you wanted to like, I expect her to die. I was like, she lived. Oh, she, 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 had, she, had, she had all these dead flags. And just went... <laughs> she lived, bro. Uh, if this is season two, then it makes sense. I hope there is. We will see. Right. Number six. We're almost there. All right. Number six. <sighs> Number six was honestly at some point going to uh, probably like nine or ten. But as I thought about the list, regardless of how its release got sabotaged and botched. Um, that's why I ranked it higher, man. This anime was supposed to be top three, but because it was... Please don't say Uncle from Another World. Please do not say that. Man, look. I do oh love Onisha. Onisha or whatever. It's summertime. He's talking about summertime. Okay. It's definitely summertime rendering. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, bro, no. Nah, no. Now, even, even if it did fish, it would not It would not go that far. I think it'd be it's in like absolutely. low 20s. I, I'm not going to even mention um, Uncle from Another World just for the simple fact that it never finished. So I can't even rank it and I'm disappointed. Yeah, but I will say summertime rendering for being the mystery that it was. Um, when I watch anime, it's, it's one thing to see Subaru die and have no real powers and no true skills other than inspiring those around him and uniting those and being a leader. I think it's, it's cool that he's a leader, although he has no powers. Shinpei, on the other fucking hand, learns how to shoot a gun. The most simplest thing <laughs> that you can do is he learns how to shoot a gun, and he's pretty good with that motherfucker. He's the fucking strap, bro. Get the strap. And no, real, he keeps the stick with him, and they stick together. So for that very reason, summertime rendering, man, is a fantastic mystery. It perfectly represented summer. It was hot outside. It was hot in the show. Um, yeah, man, that was a treat. They Hulu, I need that to come on. Um, people deserve to see that. That deserves right. to be extreme. While you at it, Adult Swim, y'all need to go ahead and dub that and throw it on Adult Swim. Like, that needs the Dragon Ball Z treatment. Like, that shit is, like, real deal. It needs to be everywhere. That's one of the best shows of the year. But they botched it. That's why it's only coming in at six. Even I'm throwing up gang signs every time we do numbers, bro. I'm just like you just put the red bandana on and you throwing up it's, whatever, bro. It's actually pink. It's pink, pool. It looks red, but it's um number six, dress up, darling. Mm. Okay, higher, higher than y'all. Um, for all the reasons y'all mentioned previously in terms of dress up, darling, it was a fantastic series. Um, I don't fall nearly into that cosplay understanding or 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 give a shit from that perspective, if I'm being quite frank. Um, I fell truly in love with the love story. I fell in love with the aspect of um, of the sexuality. I fell in love with the aspect of the fact that, um, again, as we had mentioned previously in episode one, the, the principle of, of the girl fawning over the boy. Um, and there's just something that really hits in terms of their development, in terms of their chemistry, um, it really is a wonderful chemistry. There's only one other anime I have above it, which I'm sure you guys are probably near as well, um, in terms of, of chemistry amongst couples. Um, but Gojo and Marin definitely display a unique chemistry that is something that most men and most couples uh, would definitely appreciate and definitely 
um, definitely strive for in terms of the simplicity of that. And perhaps simplicity in relationships can only be achieved through young ignorance and naivety. But um, there's just something about that that's just really, really nice. And one of the things also that sticks out about Dress Up Darling is Gojo feels alone in his um desire to be you know to follow his grandfather's steps and be a Hina doll artist and it's such a wonderful thing when you when a man has a woman or whoever you may love um when somebody has somebody else that can appreciate your dream appreciate your passion and support you and give you that like yeah it looks great yeah i want you to succeed like those things fucking matter um and 100 marn is that for gojo and likewise for Gojo, Gojo really appreciates Marin's love of um, of cosplay, wants to support her, wants her to do her best because he understands that makes her happy, that makes that puts her in a happy place, that satisfies her, that completes her. And the principle of both of them understanding what completes the other and wanting to support that and do what they can to be there for each other and provide something for them so they can achieve whatever they want based off of that internal satisfaction of what makes them happy is something that is really, really wholesome and something that everyone should strive for when dealing with or looking for or understanding or being with a significant other, if you haven't figured that out by now. So I love Dress Up Darling. Um, A lot of it, again, as we've mentioned before, is the sexuality. There's just something about it. It's just so damn erotic, but not over the top, but it's just enthralling to see. So um, for many different reasons, just a darling, um, just, just outside of my top five. Right. Number six, rank it at Kings. I like, I, I love it. Wait, what? I said, I ain't mad at it. I knew it was going to be high on your list. No, I got a great fantasy. I love the story of Boji. Just, you just, you get, you just see him grow as a person. You just first, you just see this, this weekly, like no strength or anything like that. And then the king of the other world, his brother, just helped train him. Like he's now just, this, he has this hidden, amazing power, which is like basically you have this rapier, this like hidden nerve at his type of thing that's like knocking people out. Uh, Kage was supportive. It felt like Game of Thrones, but animated with the betrayals or. Who side is on who, and I like the unique animation of it. Uh, backstories of the rest were fun. Uh, Maranjo, I think that's her name. I'm I'm way too tired to check. <laughs> Maranjo, the the girl in the mirror. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's part of it. Like yeah, like you don't want to feel bad for it. At the same time. It's hard not to. That's and uh, even Di- when Dida was stuck in the mirror, just seeing all that. It made her. Uh, yeah, that was a, another great character. A lot, like a lot of great characters. I love the fights. I love that one bodyguard that was with Queen Helen. Fucking lost an eye and a leg for her in this fighting these demons type of things. So <laughs> even like when everyone, all the four guards, Boji, all this, fought this uh, the underworld's immortal brother, like that was just corrupted. That was just a great fight scene. <laughs> I just loved everything about it. Um, I, I'm glad it was just not just he's a king, that's it. No, he got the kingdom, but it's not the kingdom he wants. He wants to create his own. That's why he wants to go adventure on, find a kingdom to call his own, and then make it for people like Kage to like exist without being discriminated or hunted down. I like that about Boji. He's a he's a he's a sweet kid, and 
I want to see him grow. I just, just someone you want to root for. I can dig it. <coughs> All right, five. Let's go. Top five, baby. Five, top five. This one thing gets really fucking crazy. All right, man. Top five is an anime you guys have already. Uh, <laughs> but I had to give it love. Had to give it a lot of love. And that's for the simple fact that there was no other anime this entire year that I look forward to as much as I look forward to watching this one every Thursday when it premiered on High Dive. High Dive had oh, a man. whole sleeper. This was the sleeper of 2022. <laughs> and a made war. Mm. Right, we're, 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 get, we're, we're getting class for our top five. Good. Top five anime of the year, Cuba Mate War. Um, <laughs> it was a war, it's gang war instead of Yakuza's, it's maids and their violence. Someone got capped. They gave, they paid homage to uh, multiple people got capped, nigga. They paid homage to Hajimino Ippo, um, to um, to Joe, to like they, they just they. Everything, man. They bended genres. They did so much, and then they even saved twists for the ending of this story. Um, it was dramatic as fuck. It was sad, and it was violent. That last episode was like, yo, really? What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, it's Tarantino shit show. I loved every fucking second of it. That's why I keep it make more. Makes my top five. It's the it's the Tarantino anime. I got you can make that live action tomorrow. And it'll probably be better than anything else anime related that, that anybody's trying to make right now because you just need pretty girls and made outfits and guns. And that sounds like a very fantastic combination. Um, it took place in the 90s. I was alive, but you know, I wasn't. You forget out. about that. You forget about that aspect too. Like it's briefly mentioned. It's a 1984, 1999. And then you st- you're stuck in 1999, and you don't ever. There's nothing about 1999 that sticks out. Like, oh, they're in the year 1999. There's nothing about computers. Nothing, nothing about tech. I mean, it's about cars. The technology's like there. It's just it's completely isolated to not being yeah. the present. And I really like how yeah. when everything can be the present, they took it back to the past. And yeah. um, it was you know near Y2K, man. Uh, yeah. yeah man. Matt, you know what would have made it great if they would have mentioned the four pillars? I mean, I think it, regardless, I feel like it stood out. I feel like it stood out amongst every other anime, and people didn't give it the shine it did. It didn't wasn't the greatest animated show, but when they took risks, they took risks. And I, I like the fact that they took risks. Every episode, they took a risk, mm. and I feel like it paid off. Top five. Even? Number five for me was like horror. Okay. Had it higher than y'all. Everything at this stage. Yeah. Everything except number number four and number one was way higher than y'all. But regardless, I, I think I know what your number one is. I'll wait till your number. I'll wait till your number four. Yeah, I know. Um, <clears throat> so number five, like Horus Recoil, like Horus Recoil. For everything both of you guys mentioned, was such a spectacular anime. Um, I, you know, I there's just something about it that felt it felt complete. Gunplay, amazing. Uh, musical score, amazing. Um, animation amazing um and the story you know as much as i don't like the principle of chisato being as uh as starman so pointedly pointed out as basically female vasha stampede um there's just something about her excuse me her story that makes it more acceptable in my weird fucking understanding of it 
and just the bond the two girls shared I, i'm not one of those people that shipped them that much i could see it but i didn't ship them like that um but just clearly <laughs> bond you know with having a woman who had a dream and had that dream taken away from her because of a decision that she made in the moment that she felt was the right decision and over the course of the season what ended up being vindicated as something that she should have done um, was something that was wonderful. Um, having a girl who had a continual, a congenial heart defect and be given a second life and use the second life for the greater good of humanity. It just seems so much better than what I had seen with Vasha Sampede. Um, and just the fact that Chisato is just so fucking badass. She is so goddamn badass in terms of her role. Um, so slick with the shit and so kind, maintains her innocence in terms of her being a girl. Um, you know, it's funny that when we talked about Etchies, um, Starman talked about how, you know, there was no panty shots, you know, which is fine. I get it. You know, I, I would love panty shots, but it's not required. Um, but even then, like, she's so, like, free-spirited. But when it comes to something like that, she gets embarrassed like any other girl. And there's something, you know, relatable to that, I guess, from that aspect, despite the fact that she's basically a fucking trained killer assassin. Um, that shit was dope as fuck. And as I had mentioned previously, Majima and um, and Shisato was my, number, was my number two fight of the year. The mind games involved with that, that developed over the course of the season, was fucking wonderful. Um, you never knew what was coming next with them. Um, the twists and turns that happened during that fight were wonderful. And it was truly one of the premier examples of an antagonist versus protagonist, 1v1, um, who's going to come out on top. And um, just the way that everything came out was fucking great. Uh, one of the biggest highlights of the series, as Matt said, was Mika killing her his lover, um, his gay lover, because of the fact that he loved his adopted daughter um, that much more and wanted to see her live versus being with the guy that he couldn't be with. Um, that is fucking awesome, awesome, awesome storytelling. Um, and it was just fun. That show was fun. Every episode was fun, was badass, left you like, oh shit, a couple episodes left you said, oh, um, again, multi purpose anime always will come out on top of other animes. And like Chorus is another example of a multi-purpose anime, whether it be comedy, gunplay, action, um, that really, really, really hit the nail on the head. All right. Number five, Case Study Vanillas Part 2. Hey. I love this. This was so good. Uh, I liked that we got backgrounds on a lot like or that, that shadowy figure, Nania or Charlatan, you find out that she's actually the queen that was like sick or missing. That's that reveal was fucking nuts. Uh, fucking uh, Chloe, uh, Jean-Jacques, uh, more about Venus with his past, his brother, and the person and this vampire that raised him, the vampire, the blue, blue moon. You find out why Venus killed that vampire. And you find out in the finale of what ties into the first episode from part one of No Killed Vanitas. And we find out why, because Vanitas told his brother, if I ever go out of control, because I know I'm going to, I want No to kill me. <laughs> that's tied in. That, that's tied in so fucking well. It's it, like, it, it worth like, 
basically there's consequences of using the book of Vanitas, even though you want to use it to help the vampires get their have them bring back their lost names. There's there's a risk. There's consequences, and he's slowly feeling that, and it's. It's going to come sooner or later. He's going to be like one of them and he's going to have to die. Mm. And I get there's a lot of emotional drama in this for Vanitas. Much again, this is so much better, but there's still some humor in it. There's still some charm in it. The, the romance with Jeanne and Vanitas so slowly blossoming. All of this and fucking Rufifer. Like we didn't get much of him except for a flashback. After like you know, in first in part one, he fucked up. No, he basically mind controls that you're gonna follow one command one day. So that's gonna come into play hopefully in two. Mm. Uh, I, I I just love this so much. It's probably one of my favorite vampire type animes, or it probably is at this point. Uh, we're it's gonna be a while for season two because where the manga was, it covered part one and two in the mm. anime, so it's gonna be a while. But when it does come out, I cannot wait. <sighs> and it's twenty-four episodes in that. Overall, yeah. Yep, it's long. That's that's it has you know. Stretched out really well. Yeah, I have that. <laughs> yeah, part one was great, but part two it drove home that emotional stuff. It. <sighs> yeah. Uh, number four. With that being said, my number four did that exact thing. My number four. Had a part one and a part two of uh, two studios, two parts. Um, mm. Hey, man, it was a whole lot of anime. It was a whole lot of fun. This is the highest. Um, This is the most. This is one of the most. This is the most popular new series in Japan for a reason. Uh, in 2023, we're getting a movie and we're getting season two. I'm talking about the killer hit Spy Family. That's my number four. Spy Family was my number four. Um <laughs> Yeah, your, your, your applause is so goddamn loud, bro. Yeah, it's like um, right, it's like right in his face. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like I'm, I'm falling asleep because I'm lit, and that shit wakes me up like a fucking slap in the face, bro. You're welcome, nigga. Yeah, the star. But no, man. Um, no, Spy Family. Uh, all the openings were great. All of the endings were great. The music was great. The theme. I love the 1960 Cold War. Um, Russian. German government espionage, like just everything that they did um with that. Um fantastic, <coughs> fantastic, 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 fantastic. Um, I love that series, man. Spy Family is my number four of 2022. Um, it it deserves all the hype it get, all the memes, um, just everything, man. It was one of my favorites. I I really enjoyed that the most. Number four. Kaguya-sama. Alright, now I know where you are. Okay. You know where I am, dude. I know where you are now, yep. <laughs> I see you. I see you. I see you, homie. <laughs> I can't see you because you're frozen, but you know, it's all good. I, I was frozen today! <laughs> yeah, you were frozen today, motherfucker. Uh, you God. and goddamn Elon Musk and Starlink. He's back. I see you now. You're, you're stroking your beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Broke it together. Pause. I, uh... Yeah, I'm probably gonna claw at this point, bro. This is fucking nuts. No, no, my throat's killing me. I'm puffing. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I'm like, bro, did you take a hit of some fucking weed? What's up? No, I wish. Yeah. I haven't had it. Like... Oh man, I was like, you got sorry, a little two, bit... sorry, sorry, two weeks. You got a little spouse... bit of Starman's little stash. All right, I see. <clears throat> no, no, my spouse oh. was away for a couple weeks. So. I feel that, bro. Um, so yeah, number four, Kaguya-sama. Um, I talked about it at nauseum in, in part one. Um, the 
the payoff for this is by far, I believe, the best completion uh, to a season to an yeah to a to a seasonal anime this season absolutely incredible and not just that particular payoff between shiragane and kaguya but the love story between subame and uh, ishigami definitely makes for a a wonderful season four or no sorry movie the movie's next the movie's coming up uh, so it's going to make for a wonderful movie yeah we're going to get that in theaters oh, next month big. yeah we are which i'm looking forward to that'll count for 2023 that'll count for 2023 can't wait for that yeah. um but yeah i mean it, it was just top to bottom um one of the best it, it was easily the best season of kaguya-sama thus far um hilarious <laughs> Um, it, everything was what it was in terms of you know your your um your musical composition all the same animation stellar, um but the story was just so damn intricate so damn funny and it's so damn powerful as Kaguya and um and Shiragana continue to grow in their relationship, um the payoff I keep mentioning the payoff but it's just so fucking good the way they wrote that out I understand Starman's point over how they cockblock because of the balloon. But it adds to just, I don't know, there, it adds to a certain affection toward it in a weird way, I think. Um, and though, obviously, we would have liked to see them lock lips. It's not that type of show where you need to see that. And everyone understands what happened. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful fucking end. Um, I don't know how much more I could say about Kaguya, but um, it is one of the a tier almost maybe if not s tier fucking rom-coms that you can watch um one of the ones that you would recommend to anybody that wants to get into anime rom-coms definitely kaguya some even we finally got a pair number number four kaguya we got one together took us 26 shows but we got it we got one i got i got i got two i got two with star man one with you no, this no, this is fantastic. Uh, Kaguya has always been in my sub of the year, and it, it's still very funny. I liked while I like Shiragani's growth mostly, mm. especially with how he's tried to learn shit. Mm-hmm. I, Ishigami, mm-hmm. just, I I love this shit. We talked about it so much. I love the comedic timing, the this the stupid rap with Chika and Shiragami. Mm. It's just, it was so stupid, but you know what? It was so entertaining at the same time. Um, I got. I we talked about so much. The the best ending I've seen in an anime this year for sure. It is it's just fun. It, it, I agree. I agree with you hundred percent. If I if I had to recommend one, that one is just so much easier to get into. Whether it's the comedic romance or both, mm-hmm. it's it's all there. It's it is one of my favorites for sure. Mm-hmm. And it, the manga's over. And I can't wait for it to be fully <laughs> three. Top three. All right, man. My top three. They've been trickling and milking this anime for everything is worth it. They made us wait a whole year. We get it. And it still didn't end. But we still don't care because it's still awesome. I am talking about Attack on Titan Final Season Part 2. Um, That was by far top three best anime that I have seen um, Attack on Titan is going to go down in history as a top three anime period. Um, I can state that claim now if you add up all the seasons, if, if they stay on this trajectory. Um, that's my take. You don't have to agree with it. But for this season, hey, man, 
there were only two other anime that were better than Attack on Titan, in my opinion. But nevertheless, Attack on Titan, final season, part two. Oh, man, it was way too many twists. It was way too many times. And it was just way too many unexpected curveballs. Um, too much suspense, too much action, and way too many. It was the fucking rumbling, bro. Like, I'm sorry, it's the motherfucking rumbling. Been waiting for it way too long, and I was fully satisfied. I don't think any anime this year left me as satisfied as Attack on Titan Final Season Part 2. Three. Okay. Um, I understand, Matt, in terms of your inability to want to give it a higher score simply because there's more to be had. Um, I understand your inability to be able to process the fact that the show was no more than a three and a half during its initial iteration. It's approximately what I gave it. Um, But in terms of what it delivered... um, What What show? Bleach. Ah, yeah, Bleach was three for me. Like I said, I'm not taking that away. Like again, if Thomas said that was a favorite, I would go. You know what? It's the number one rated and anime on MAL. They still haven't got that off of the top three, let alone the top place. So, Are you serious? It's yeah, that's still the number one highest rated anime of all time on MAL. It's still Bleach right now. Yeah. Uh, F- hey, F- fun F- fact: F- we've been on for so long. Episode 14 of My Hero Academia just dropped six minutes. ago. I ain't watch. I'm not watching. <laughs> we're not. Do, we're not doing a watch along. We'll get. We'll get. We'll get, we'll get a lawsuit. No. Um. We're gonna go browse. We're gonna go anime. We're gonna go trending all time. Uh, trending, 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 trending. Uh, top hundred percent anime. It's not. It's number seven on analyst. It's number one on Mal. It by point three. Point zero three. Gintama ninety one percent. Gintama, oh, sorry, Gintama final 91%. Gintama season four 90. Fruits uh, final season is uh, number three. Alchemist Brotherhood number four. Kage Sama Ultra Romantic number five. Attack on Titan season three part two is uh, uh, number six. And then Bleach is seven. It's Bleach, FMA Brotherhood, Kaguya, Steins Gate. But no, just going back to Bleach really quick because I know we want to wrap this up. Um, Bleach, like I said, I know I understand your points, Matt, but in terms of what really set this apart, other than the, the insane animation, um, the insane action, the insane gore, um, was the story reveals this is the beginning of the final arc, and as such, they really took a wonderful job. Tite Kubo definitely um took a, a a pragmatic approach in order to finally put pieces together from every single aspect of the season and tie them up. And he's beginning to tie this package pause into a wonderful bow, this wonderful gift to the anime fan. We're piecing together pieces that for, again, I didn't read the manga. So I, I haven't known any of this, but reveal after reveal after reveal um, was all holy shit. Oh my God wow what the fuck jesus christ when you elicit those reactions in any way shape or form let alone all of them combined at various aspects i think that is a 100 percent beyond stellar and, <coughs> and bleach certainly did that um with every single piece of story reveal tying their loose ends together um 
that's what makes it a wonderful anime. You know, Bleach falls under that um, reality of the older anime generation in terms of having fillers. Bleach is notorious like Naruto for having a fuck ton of fillers that don't really add a hell of a lot to the story. Um, but even with those fillers, um, Tite Kubo managed to take some of those um, some of those characters and is going to slowly intertwine them into this final season, which I think is wonderful um, as well. And again, just, you know, the action, the gore, uh, the animation, it knocked it out of the park. People waited 10 years for this show to finally deliver on its payoff. And within the first 12 episodes of this season, it over-delivered in terms of everybody's expectations. And I think that is absolutely 100% wonderful. And um, I did mention I did want to make a request um, to give my number two. So I'm going to give my number two as well while I'm here. Um, my number two, as you guys probably would have figured out by now, is Demon Slayer. Yep. Um, the, the principle that we had discussed in terms of why I wanted to deliver them back-to-back is, Matt, I believe it was you that said that beyond the story... Um, you felt that it was meh. Those that outside of the action, not the story. Outside of the action, you felt the story was meh. Yes. Um, in terms of stories like Bleach and and Demon Slayer, my grand point to all of this is it falls under I feel that DBZ category. It falls under the OG Bleach. It falls under the Naruto. When you watch shows like that. I don't necessarily feel like you said way back in early in part one, you mentioned nobody watches Dragon Ball for the plot. I feel that in instances like this, the truest anime fan does not look at these stories for plot. Bleach provided us wonderful plot. Demon Slayer, I would concur, maybe not so much. But when you look at those aspects and you look at the action and the animation and the musical composition of, of well, that's why well, that's why Shonen's popular, and that is why Shonen's popular. But you look at it, you're able to lose yourself. And I talk a lot about having anime that make you feel, make you, you know, as much as I love anime that make me cry, I love animes that make me say, "Holy shit!" And Demon Slayer is one thousand percent that show that will make me literally get up out of my seat and go whoa no let's go and other other different pieces of that and i find that aspect something that is anime that is 100% anime when you hear an anime watcher you don't hear them say that they got into anime because of a singular rom-com because of a comedy because of a thriller most times they're not not a thriller it's they get into because of a shonen and demon slayer and bleach are the two most premier examples outside of maybe chainsaw and Jujutsu Kaisen and Attack on Titan. Those are the five big dogs. And My Hero. Those are the six big dogs right now in all of anime. Point blank, period, the end. That you can grab any Tom, Dick, or Harry off the street. Let them watch that. And let them be like, wow, that was fucking awesome. I want to see more. And I think that really is something that encapsulates the truest aspect of western anime viewing is shit that makes you say that and to me demon slayer and bleach encapsulate that 
more than anything in 2020. I agree for it for new watchers or someone who is no offense, like recently full-time watching anime. And it's just something like this, like it's just more important, like where people like have watched it for at the end of the day. I get that. I get get where you're coming from too. Cause again, at the end of the day, that's what gets people. And it's just more like, the more of the day, I've had that already. Sometimes I will lose myself in it, but at the same time, there's, you want more. You want more. You can't. I can't live off that high. I say like, that, I guess, because as I've said before, I'm easily entertained. I'm easily pleased. I said I can't live off that high every single time. Like it's just, it's just not as special if I do every single time. Like I like it, like when it means something. <laughs> it, it makes me appreciate the things that mean something even more. The Yakuza right. Guide, the Requiems, the Maid Wars, the Call. <laughs> the dress up darlings the like choruses the kagias i just named you fucking 12 through fucking five um (sighs) and all of those mean something in various aspects and touch me on a personal level in some capacity or another but before i found anime that made that touched my soul and made me cry i found shit (laughs) fuck yes demon slayer and bleach 1000 percent in the year 2022 made me say fuck yes this is the fucking shit and before anything that is the purest encapsulate of what it means to be an anime viewer across the entire world spectrum especially in the western okay here's i can respect all right since you did your three and two i guess i'll do my three then he'll do his two i'll do our ones yes all right number three main the best this is not something I would also recommend to like. This is not for no. everyone. No, absolutely not. Absolutely, it, I, I will say this: it's gross as fuck. hundred percent. I didn't need to hear shit noises in two episodes. <laughs> I really did not, especially from a little girl. <laughs> right. No, but again, gross stuff aside, the drama was it, it was there. Mm-hmm. I felt, I felt, mm-hmm. like I felt something in that. The poor, like the the poor Vueco of all. Uh, Fapita, yeah, we thought like there was a, there was a mystery about that. Uh, we learned a little bit, little bit more about Reg, uh, Rika control use knowing how to use the whistle a bit more. Mm. I wish I did know a little bit more about the hollows that were living there, except for like, some of them, mm-hmm. like Ma for one. Ma, I, I love Ma. Ma. I, I, he was a dick at first, but you know, you know what's what? funny. I, I call my mother like that. I'm like Ma. Ma. <laughs> But also, I said that the, the the visuals, the scenery of it is just like the abyss of it. Gorgeous to look at, even though it's supposed to be this scary, just scary thing that where you may never come back. <laughs> Most people don't. Ninety percent yeah. don't. Yeah, and again, Rika's mom was one, <laughs> and and you and the people that say that you see what it does to people. Mm. It, it's disturbing. Again, a lot of stuff like that. But again, this is not. For everyone, at all. figures. I clicked on this email while you were talking. Look at that figure. Fuck. That's nice. That's a That's fucking nice. awesome topic. I bet you that bitch costs like two hundred dollars. Alrighty, Starman, what's your number two, buddy? Number dos. All right, man. Number dos was uh, my favorite original anime of the entire year. Shout out to Netflix for pulling it through. Shout out to Team Trigger. Like I said, I've never seen a bad Trigger anime, and I don't think I ever will. Number two was none other than <laughs> Edge. Runners, uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners was special, man. Revived the game. Um, it was 
it more to your point, Ethan. Um, yeah. If I want to recommend someone who hasn't seen anime, I want them to say, what the fuck? Oh, my God, this is awesome. I believe Cyberpunk will definitely get that done for any, not just Adrenaline Junkie, but, you know, any any one of the homies that come As over. A, I think you show this to non-anime lovers, too. Yeah, non-anime mm-hmm. lovers. I think they will fall in love with it. It's perfect to, like, just put people on if they've never really been into it or maybe they dabble here and there. If, if all you've seen is Dragon Ball, I could put you, I, I feel like I can put you on Edge Runners. Oh, yeah. I feel like between the music, the fan service, and <laughs> the violence and gore, I feel like it'll satisfy any macho uh, shonen craving, man. Uh, with that being said, the fact that it's also original as fuck, Oh man, Cyberpunk Edge Runners was special. That is my number two for the 2022 season. Starman, we gotta now we're at the grand finale. Starman, uh, well, number num, number yeah. two. Yo, that's, number two. That's your number two. Um, Matt, and then I'll kick off. Oh my yeah, sorry, sorry, Matt, you had to. My bad. Yeah, my yeah, because you because you did David Slayer already. Yeah, I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. I forgot you didn't do number two. My bad. Uh, go to the Rock. Wow, man! It, again, oh, that's very. Oh my! No, no, I again, no. I I connected to it a lot, and even I know you said if it wasn't that, would I have rated lower? A little bit, it would still be my top. Mm. If it wasn't just an social example, mm. I just I just felt genuine. I I I smiled like the 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 jokes the time of it were were just perfect. Mm. Laughed. I mm. liked the character the dynamics of it, and I agree with Starman. It is a bad bochi, but I get. I feel like you just you just see her like even though how she's just introverted, shut in. It mm-hmm. also kind of motivates. I like mm-hmm. that about it. like they want to do this band. Like even before there, they're like. What DJ Kid was like, like struggling just to get a band together, lo- looking for a guitarist, and yeah. and Rio was basically, I've been in a band before, I don't, yeah. If it doesn't happen, doesn't happen. And Boji is and uh, Boji and fucking Boji is why she brought Kita back in by fate. That is yeah. fate that they got back together. 100%. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah, this this house they are around her. That's what I, I just like the dynamic. Mm-hmm. Everyone had mm-hmm. just even even the little sister, the dad, the mother, mm-hmm. the Nijika's sister, her kind of mm-hmm. I guess her girlfriend or bandmate, whatever the fuck she is. And then uh Senpai with the alcoholic sharing words with him while drinking cheap sake. I feel like everyone had a perp. Yeah. No matter how big or small, it was yeah. there. And yeah. that all helped she grow. It's yeah. it's not it's not a hundred percent one eighty for her. It's baby steps. That's how that's realistic. Yeah. It's yeah. realistically baby steps. Yeah. You learn little by little. It's not just it's not a snap yeah. of the finger. I'm done. I'm an extrovert now or whatever that shit. Yeah, <laughs> it is not. And again, I love everything about it. The animation's great. The music's mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's it is a, it is just a fun. This is a sub. Is if you want someone that is an introvert, I would show this. Mm-hmm. And then I would tell them it like, mm-hmm. yeah, just like social anxiety. I get it. People get it. There's nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. This is stuff that like you you can overcome it at your own pace, not anyone else's. You, and that's why I love Bochi. It's, it's number two mm-hmm. for that reason. Hey. Love it. I love it, bro. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> We're down for the wire. 
All right, my friend. Guys, before we get started, I'm the only one doing this shit because I'm a fucking psychopath. <coughs> Bro, cheers to yeah. what is it? Seven hours of talking to you guys. Almost eight. I would do it with no one else. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't have it any other way. I would. I appreciate you guys both sticking uh, through me, especially in our fucking group. Don't say I never did nothing with you. Yeah, bro. Right. I, bro I, you know, cheers to fucking our friendship. Cheers. I, to I, I, I couldn't ask for a better host. I, likewise, brother. Cheers to many more fucking episodes of the two of yeah. us and the three of us till we die. Reviewing till the end, brother. Once my heart, I can't wait to get you guys on the next podcast. That should definitely be fun. Oh, yeah. Said, <clears throat> before I lose my voice, because I have to pod tomorrow as well. All right. Um, <laughs> number one, my number one won me over with a single episode. And I didn't think it was possible, but they gave me something I love, I respect, I admire. And when you do that, just. The rapping episode. The episode. That was dope. Everybody don't know when it's coming. They explore relationships with other characters. Um, I love the misdirection and confusion Chica has when it comes to um just what she thinks she knows about Kage's relationships. Um, um, even her, um, her attendant, like things really, a lot of things happen with everyone. When everyone comes out their shell, Kage gets checked. She's like, yo, you don't even see me as a person. Like you just see me as somebody that works for you. Like I'm a real person. Like you want me to go out here and honey pot sugar and just so you can get jealous. That's kind of fucked up. So I appreciate her landed on thick. Um, I appreciate Shigurane's, uh little sister um, just really having a thing for Chica. Um, you know, just thinking Chica's awesome. Chica is awesome. I like Chica not knowing how to do things this season. She's usually on point. Um, President learned how to rap. Chica tried to learn how to rap. Yeah. Um, that was a great episode. That was the best rap episode I've ever oh, seen. Yeah. I took it over the top with when it came to me um for this season uh in particular but that wasn't even the stop um the culture festival um just the entire Ooh, culture sorry. festival and the president pulling out all the stops for this confession and it's no longer about who's gonna lose because they tell each other how they feel it's like no we're gonna graduate soon i'm going to america for school spoilers um if this is gonna be real, I need to know it's real before I leave. Like shit. Like if I like I I I'm not staying. <laughs> yeah, stakes happen. Stakes become high, and you and, and you know everybody has a love that's on the line. And even though we get new characters inside the student council, um, they're a good addition. That could that was a gamble bringing new characters in. Of course, it's in the manga, but um, I feel like adopting adapting the manga, bringing it to life. Um, it's still a three seasons in. We get a killer opening and ending theme song. Um, Chica always has a good Chica episode. I wanted more Chica, and they eventually gave it to me. Hey man, I have no absolutely complaints. There is a reason why Ultra Romantic uh, is the number three rated anime of all time in May. Yeah, I really think it deserves um, all the recognition it gives. Man, that was my favorite anime of the whole. 
already been. I, mean, I have a special message I want to write to everybody once we're done. So I'm just trying to type this out really quick. Sorry, I'm killing time. Play, play on your star, man. I know, right? On the board. All right. Chichi, kakakushikajika. <laughs> I gotta get that for mine. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, yeah. If you could send that to me, my soundboard. <laughs> I got you. I'll send it tomorrow. I'll send it tomorrow. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I still got. I still got to take it out of the box and say I'm gonna debut it at the one. Like, What's your number one, man? Number we, oh, one. well, we know what it is. Yeah, so. we know what it is, bro. We've, you know, I've talked about it for a, a long fucking time during the summer season. Um, the show that resonated with me the absolute <laughs> most um, throughout any of that's Made in Abyss. Made in Abyss is such a roller coaster of a ride. As Matt said, this is not for the faint of heart. This is not the very first anime. This is not the 100th anime I probably would recommend to anybody to watch. If you are to watch Made in Abyss, you need to be a seasoned viewer you need to be someone or you need to be someone who likes this type of stuff likes this type of stuff or someone who's really been through personal hell and is mentally stable enough to be able to witness it in an animated format it is excuse me one hell of an emotional roller coaster everything about it is raw emotional strenuous heartbreaking emotionally damaging psychologically traumatizing about this and that's what makes it so unique in the anime spectrum um there is absolutely nothing that we've gone over in any of these shows that you guys have said 30 for me combined with the ones that you guys watched on your own we've probably gone over approximately maybe 60 different anime I would say in this last three hours and 21 minutes. And I don't think there's a single episode or a single season of anything. Maybe, maybe summertime rendering is the only thing I could think of off the top of my head that would come relatively close to it. But in terms of just the turmoil and the anguish that this show will make you feel, there is nothing that compares to it. Made in Abyss is exactly what you said earlier, Starman, is nothing like you would expect when you look at the visual. It is nothing, absolutely nothing compared to what you see. Going into the literal depths of hell of your of your universe to find the answers to the questions to the world that you live in is something that I would suspect many people in our actual world would love to see, but I can almost guarantee you that a fragment of that percentage would be prepared to endure. Um, It is such a, just such a heart wrenching, just dehabilitating show to watch that is so gloriously beautiful to 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 be able to 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 spectate and it is such a, a a wonderful journey um season two um yeah i guess this is season two now season two of made in abyss um ends happily thank god it ends happily for now but for now but just 
God damn, the ride that it took you on is unparalleled to anything that any of these other shows took you on. The ups, the downs, the highs, the lows, the the satisfaction, the the dejection, the I can't tell you, you know, like, you know, and it's funny because Made in Abyss, and I talk about animes that make me feel, I'm obviously expressing that it made me feel. I didn't really cry with Made in Abyss. I know, Matt, I think you cried once or twice watching I got, I got, I got a little teary-eyed when um, Navueco, the before Papita, what was mm-hmm. her name? Where her she, every, like, every time she just has a kid, it just dies. Her mother. And I didn't cry. Yeah. I, I was just like, oh, come on now. Come on. I felt such heartache. And it was such a shocking feeling to feel such absolute heartbreak and just (laughs) this pain this pain watching it was just so wow like it's so hard to process but it's such a beautiful absolutely beautiful fucking show to experience and i mean fuck man like you know it's just animation fucking to me it's animation perfection dude it may not be perfect. I may be just talking out of my ass in some regard. It may be the alcohol, but there's just something about Made in Abyss that is just beyond stellar. It is what the most hardcore and darkest of anime viewers would enjoy and appreciate beyond a shadow of a doubt more than any other casual can enjoy a Demon Slayer or a Bleach, more than any other softie can enjoy any rom-com, more than any other comedy guy can laugh the ride that made in abyss makes you feel is unparalleled to anything currently as far as i'm concerned in the anime world i haven't gotten that far in attack on titan perhaps attack on titan maybe in that ballpark but i mean fuck man made in abyss is just so fucking special the utmost specialist anime that i could have watched in 2022 it's just otherworldly fucking great. Hey. All right. Why is he bought? Said recording. Mm-hmm. Okay. It said recording. Pause for a second. Ooh, scared me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number one, summertime rendering. Mm. I loved it. Uh, I thought. Okay. 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 I again production the release despite that being fucked up. Just I'm just talking about just watching it. But if you didn't watch it, you missed out. Is it if you didn't watch it, you missed out? Uh, again, I was engaged in the first two. Episodes. I didn't know exactly how this was going to go, and I guess Shinpei is that protagonist that you want to see him complete this goal. Him and Ushio, you had a great antagonist with Shide. There was a mystery about those shadows, and you find out oh, you fought this, you fought Hain was the villain, but no, she just wants to go home. She just wanted to go home, but with Shide, he wanted to end everything. And he was so, so close. But even like everything before that, he fucked them up several times. It got to the point where Shinpei could have died either in the, on the other side or if he looped one more time. And Shinpei was very well aware of that. He even sacrificed a loop. Just to save Ushio when she was dead, like when he, when he was able to bring her back, 
and just bam. Like now, like again, yeah, now he's able to die, and he can loop back with Ushio. Now they have they had Ushio earlier on. Like he he fought that he, he sacrificed that part of him to make it happen because he probably could have had an extra life or two, but no, he had one more after this. He could not fuck around. He had to play it smart instead of just thinking that he's just gonna die. He had to sacrifice it to make it happen. Stakes was high, man. Yeah, stakes was high, and again they they lost they lost. Well, what, was, what was the name again? Himena? They lost her. Uh, yeah, to again they, they fought. Oh, because he fought. Oh wait, if I kill Adela, she'll be saved. But no, she they predicted that, and she died for because of it. As I said, there's consequences to that power. That's why I like that. That's why I liked his cost of the power than Subaru's. It's not because it's with Subaru. It's infinite retries at a checkpoint. It's just you have to be careful. It'll get to the point where you will die for real, and that's it. No, no coming back. And I get redos, man. Yeah, and there was a it was a happy it was a happy and a little bittersweet because everyone he did know was dead essentially. And until yeah, he got sent to until Lucio gave him a new chance, even though it was an alter reality. This and no one remembers. Not even him. Yeah, he'll he'll feel it. He'll feel that. He'll feel that emotion. But it's not there. It's that bittersweet. But everyone's there. Ushio's alive. Mio's. Everyone is there. Everyone's alive. Everyone's happy. Everyone got a happy ending. And it was just very rewarding for all everything Shinpei has done as a character. He he deserved it a hundred percent. And they adapted like a hundred again, hundred thirty chapters or so, without there was no nothing important got left out. There was no pacing issues. There was no like it all. Everything felt important, and at the beginning of the episode to the end of the episode, you want to know what happened next. You got that. The, uh, there was risk every single time, no matter how big or small. Every it, it was a game of chess. That's exactly what it was in the beginning yeah it was just understanding your power and now he got a quick grasp of it and even wasn't at the point where he wasn't anywhere like oh the the shadow of the dies ushio dies like normal a normal protagonist would have said no i can't that there's gotta be another way no he accepted it so did ushio ushio he said i'm already dead there's really no points and I, I want to want to save everyone. And Shinpei understood that. Yeah, he loved he loves Ushio, but again, she was dead. What could he do? But yeah, just everything about it, I enjoyed it. I cannot recommend it enough. I wish uh, production release was handled better. But outside of that, I do not regret watching this. I do not regret this. I don't regret it being number one. It was it was a true gem. My favorite for the year. Fair enough, brother. Uh, yeah, uh, that is everyone, ladies and gentlemen. That is it for us. We did about almost eight hours overall of recording these two parts. We do this for you guys. Thank you all so much for the patience, delays, internet issues, whatever it is. You stuck around, you're still listening. We cannot thank you enough. 
Mm-hmm. Thank you for Ethan for always being my co-host. Always, thank, you, thank you, thank you, Starman, for being a part of this. Yes, it, we wouldn't have had it any other way. We're not doing plugs. You know where to find us. You watch the videos. Just mm-hmm. follow. Just follow us on Talk to Kiki, whether it's Instagram or Twitter. Fuck us for banning that shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's listen to us in where you listen to your favorite local podcast. You know them all by now. Apples, Pandora, all that shit. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, thank you, W Two M Network. Uh, thank you, thank you, Chair Shot Radio. And we will be back in two weeks for the winter premiere. Uh, it's been a blast. I cannot wait for the winter. So until yeah. then, guys, arigato, anato faku, and sayonara. I want to leave you guys with this message before we go. Mina sama, gosechu, arigato gozaimasu. There's more to it, bro. Okay. Mina sama, gosechu, arigato gozaimasu. Kore wa watashi to mato yo numedari anata nashide. Ani so. Wa dokomi mo ikimasen. Makai no hoso to onajiyoni tanoshinde. Ita dakeda te dakeraba. Saiwa desu. Sugeno episodo made. Everyone, thank you for listening. This is mine and Matt's dream, and we wouldn't get anywhere without you. We hope you enjoyed it the same way we enjoy it every time we come on air. Until next episode, guys. Welcome to Talk to Kiki, Matt Alrighty, we did it. I didn't broadcast. I did not end broadcast. Penn LPS Online takes the transformative power of an Ivy League education and makes it available to busy adults with big ambition. Work full time while you earn credentials in leadership, positive psychology, neuroscience, organizational studies, and more. Pursue your career building certificate from the University of Pennsylvania online. It's Ivy League. It's online. And it's open to everyone. Learn more at upenn.edu slash LPS online. When you stay at a Verbo, you always get the whole home. Not part of it, but the whole upstairs, the whole downstairs, the whole fridge, the whole backyard, and the whole nap room. Because is it really a vacation home if you have to share it with a host? Only whole vacation homes. Always all yours. Book on the Verbo app. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.